Hey folks, it's Jeremy. Just to let you know that the best way to support this podcast, as well as all of the other podcasts on the DuckFeed Network, is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Doing so uh, allows us to create more podcasts, it allows Gary and Cole to do more live shows. It does just an amazing amount of work for... Um, everyone that's involved with the network and we really appreciate each and every one of you that have done it um and if you're just the kind of dude that just wants to listen then just listen and maybe let your friend know about the podcast please enjoy this coverage of x-men apocalypse i'm jeremy greer and I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the X-Men podcast. Gary, we're back talking about some X-Men. Are you ready? It's time for X-Men. Here I come got... the X-Men. After I like the X-Men. <laughs> After several seasons of non-X-Men related material, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we're going to start our coverage of X-Men Apocalypse. Like we did with Days of Future Past, the last time we covered a, a mainline X movie, we're going to uh, split our coverage into two episodes. These, these fucking movies are so long, Gary. <laughs> Like, yep. uh, Phoenix is going to be a scant six hours. It's going to be a shift at work. It's going to be a um, season of Days of Future Cast. Yeah, you have to join the union to, to do it. I, uh, I don't think we, for people who are who are watching along, I don't think we mentioned that we we're going to do this in two episodes. But that's because we forgot this movie's two and a half fucking hours. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's with no deleted scenes or anything. That's just the movie. That's just the movie. So. That was that. how long I sat in a theater probably to watch this. Um, yep. I, I definitely did. I, I cleared an afternoon and saw this by myself good times the good, um good deal <laughs> good deal good times uh only came out in 2016 for some reason that seems very recent to me yeah yeah you know? especially because we're getting phoenix this year um which is you yeah. know, 2019 only three years later so it seems like those were yeah. i had to be a pretty brutal schedule for those people like I, I think about like sophie turner um doing a bunch of game of thrones stuff and x-men and probably mm-hmm. also various small indie projects that i don't follow because i don't follow her on twitter or anything so how am i supposed to know it yeah um, but yeah, this is, this is X-Men Apocalypse. This was, uh, I was hugely excited for this movie because, uh, number one, like Silac was going to be a main character. And mm-hmm. even with her kind of problematic, high, problematic history in the comics, uh, I just thought she would be cool looking on screen and they got Olivia Munn as a cast, uh, as to, to player, as an actor to player. And then you saw, I don't know if you saw this stuff, but like there was a bunch of like, uh, Olivia Munn learning how to sword fight videos <laughs> that you could find, but I've been during the lead up of this movie. And I was like, Oh shit, this is going to be rad. Um, and I, I got to say, I'm kind of let down in general by this movie. Well, she, she's definitely not the highlight. No, not at all. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this is, um, I, I, I maintain, and I said this before, like, so like, when we did, uh, the last stand, the last stand's pretty bad. I still think it's possible to find some joy in that movie. I feel like this is the same, but everything's shifted like half a degree. Like this is a little better than the last stand and it's possible to find slightly more joy in the movie while also being like not very good. And this is um, a, this is a similar structure too, because I feel like uh, you and I came down on uh last stand as like the first part of that movie is not, is not terrible. Like is, is actually pretty good yeah. until they get to the ridiculous, like villain stuff at the end. And same here. Like there's some yeah. really good stuff uh, in this movie that I, I like and enjoy a lot. There's some character and some thematic work that I, I really dig, especially around Magneto, um, or excuse me, Magneto, as he is known in the native German. Um, yeah, don't 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 start. That's that's, that's, that's the little he. Oh, I know, I know. I heard it. and I was like, I cannot wait to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was very Stop excited for the ETG podcast, crossover. <laughs> 
I might I actually just get uh, Will to record himself saying Magneto and just paste it over it every time me and you say yeah, Magneto. Yeah, everything I say. Yeah. That won't be a nightmare to edit or anything. Um, but yeah, no, like no. by the time we get to the second half of the movie, it's just a lot of speeches. It's a lot of villain speeches and it's a lot of like CGI tearing down of buildings. And I'm just not really here for it, man. Yeah. And just kind of a, a, a rubble void. Like, and I, I want the villain, like the villain speeches from Apocalypse on the cartoon. Super Some of good. which are one to one, like they actually take lines from the cartoon and put them in this movie. So, like the villain speeches would be fine on their own, but this just becomes like really unwieldy and just has too many things going on, like near the end. And the action and the setting for the action um, drags. Like X Men movies always have action where like everyone pairs off at the end for some reason, and I think that like and I'm not saying this to like you know, uh, poo poo your, your, your Psylocke love. Like, I think that the, the added characters, the horsemen in this are a real problem. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're not interesting or additive or even particularly cool. The guy who plays angel makes me want to strangle him. Oh dude. Like whoever that kid is. He's sucks, the dude. worst. The kid sucks. I don't like, even know he... what they were going for with this character. Like his weird, like punk rock thing that he's got going. Yep. is so strange. Metall- Metallica angel character like this kid just sucks like somehow like storm sucks like she looks cool you know but she she sucks like there's a deleted scene that gives her a little bit more character development but there's no reason for these people to go along with this and it it just kind of ruins like when magneto has his crew of people like magneto represents an ideology apocalypse represents an ideology but it's like a lot harder one to 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 buy i think and and in the comics like when apocalypse gets his horsemen either kind of brainwashes them or he like saves them, you know, like when, uh, like the character war, one of his first horsemen, like was a paraplegic. Right. And he gave him back his feet and Archangel, he gave him back his wings. <laughs> Wait, <Here> the- <laughs> do you think that paraplegics are just missing their feet? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a land foot, Jeremy. The, uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's a back mutant, his but he got no feet <laughs> and yeah. now he's war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still, he's still man. Yeah. Spider-Man villain. Um, no, they gave him back his walking ability. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I, it was just a really no, no, funny you're way right. to express that. It's, yeah, he, he ain't got no feet. <laughs> he ain't got um, no feet. <laughs> the, yeah, Vietnam left us footless. Um, the, uh, so, like, there's just reason for people to be loyal to him. And I'm like, why are these fuckers following this guy? Like, he's just going to keep saying he's going to destroy the world. He he just does a does a gigantic, like, you know, 10 9 on Egypt. You know, and, and everyone's just like, this is good. You know, Storm lives here. Storm's like, mm-hmm. Yep, destroy my city. It it's is. Cool. Yeah, totally cool. I don't care. I'm not even, even going to blink. Like, this is good. Like, they're just shitty characters, the, the new characters. And the, the old characters that, like, that are brought here, I mean, the new, the new characters on the bad side. The new characters on the good side are generally pretty good. The stuff we do with Magneto and Charles and Beast and stuff, that's all pretty all right. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, it's just Apocalypse. And Apocalypse himself is fine. I think he's, you know, would be scary if they decided to make it go for, like, a taller actor. Um, you know, it's a real choice to have a five foot four like apocalypse. Like, you guys don't have a Tom Cruise stool running around the set somewhere that yeah, you can yeah, use? Like, yeah, get him some veteran feet to stand on, man. Like, get him, a, <laughs> get him something just like a booster chair. Like, he's so like just the same size as everyone else, and oh, it just man. looks goofy. Like, so we'll we'll get into it in detail uh, yeah. over the course of these two episodes. Um, but it's, it's something like I've watched, I, when last year, when I visited you and we watched the first two movies, I watched this on the plane on the yeah. way back. Cause I was mm-hmm. just like horned up for X-Men 
And uh, then I watched it again because we didn't record, you know, like we thought we would I record, watch it again. There's roughly a year later. I've seen this now twice in, in the space of a year, roughly. And uh, it is disappointing. Like, I always want to defend it because I like some of the things it does and because I like X-Men in general. But it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, um, I was uh, poking and prodding around uh, the trivia section on IMDb because I think that's like a pretty weird place in general for people to call yeah, out that, like weird stuff. Um, but yeah, something that it, it pointed out something to me that I, I hadn't picked up in the movie. Uh, and it's one of the like significant problems with the four horsemen that you were pointing out. Storm is never even named in the movie. Like she does. She's yeah. not even, nobody says storm. Nobody says Aurora, like nobody. Yep. And it's just like, here's this character that expects the audience to know. And everybody does like, you know, you have a black chick with weather powers. Like we know who that is, but it goes to show you like, there's a severe lack of characterization on any of the villain side outside of Magneto. Like that's it. It's just, yeah. it's just Magneto. So Magneto and I'll give them apocalypse. Like apocalypse is like kind of alien force. Like it's not necessarily character development, but he's not really supposed to represent like, you know, a character so much as like a, like a perspective and kind of a threat. I think they do okay with that. But other than that, no one else. I just, man, like they, they couldn't have leaned more into big blue guy in the MCU if they had tried, right? Like autumn was like, is this the guy from Thor two? And I'm like, Nope, that's a different blue guy. It's like, is this the guy yeah. from guardians of the galaxy? <laughs> no, that's, that's a different nope. blue guy. <laughs> nope. She's like, I'm not yeah. sure if I've seen this blue guy before. And even she, she like got into about the middle of the movie. and was like, I've got horses to ride. I'll see you later. You do this on your own. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm cool. the real horseman of the apocalypse. <laughs> The uh, autumn and her four horses of the apocalypse. Oh, God, we have two already. Easily. Don't, don't add that. Don't add that stress <laughs> to my life. Yeah. So, hey, well, yeah. And like I said, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I, I think that it, he is not as charismatic because he's up against Magneto. Yeah. That's, and you that's know, the like, problem. Yeah. The X-Men, like I like X-Men, they're villains and stuff like that, but they're, we always talk about this. They're best when they're against Magneto or the government. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse is probably their next bit. Like Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister is the next tier. And they both represent like apocalypse is this kind of like evolution. You know, he, he is supposed to be survival of the fittest, but like, which is an evolution idea kind of, you know, put to the, the, the test. And then, uh, Mr. Sinister, who's supposed to be like genetics. Like they both reflect things about the X-Men as well, but they're just less interesting things, you know? Yeah. Like he's, I like apocalypse. I like apocalypse stories. I love him in the animated series. Like, Oh yeah. You know, I mean, like I want to go put he, those voice clips. I want to go listen to those voice clips that we put in those episodes because yeah. the, the speeches are so good. Uh, yeah. let's, let's talk um, about the cast a little bit. We have all of our favorites returning. Um, well, and, real, real quick before we get to the cast, let's just say that we know that Brian Singer is a fucking monster. Just oh yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If yeah, people are just like, should... Oh, I can't believe you guys, yeah. you guys are supporting that guy. No, we're not. No, like no, we, I pirated you know, this just, movie. I don't feel bad about it at yeah, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like some some of the the movies he's made, like I like because I'm a big X Men fan, but that doesn't mean that he's not. You know, he should ever work again. Like that dude should totally be sued to all hell and back, and should never work in Hollywood again because he is a is a you know sex assault monster and grooms people and uses his power in inappropriate ways, and that's disgusting. Yes. So we do not support that. That fucking sucks. Uh, at the end, and there's been a couple of interviews and stuff like, and recently with the new one that came out um, or with uh, the press junket that's happening for Phoenix, like Sophie Turner was like, yeah, he was really unpleasant to work with. Oh yeah. Like Brian Singer was not fun to work with. And it's like, I don't think that he was necessarily, you know, that he was not grooming her. Like that's not the way that that dude swings, you know, but uh, it's, I'm not surprised he was a dick. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Don't no tacit support for insect monsters and any of this stuff. Not Um, at all. 
But we are an X-Men podcast, and we'd like to see X-Men on screen doing X-Men things. Um, yeah. And, you know, I am I am okay with talking about this movie as it exists without having to, you know, constantly check ourselves on Brian Singer. Totally. I just want to get it out of the way. Like, yeah. I do not want to, like, you know, every 15 minutes have a little alarm go off. That's like, okay, just so you know, Brian Singer's a shithead. <laughs> we know. Um, but just get it out, you know, get out on Front Street. Um, um, let us talk about that cast. So yeah, all of our favorites are returning. Uh, we've we've mm-hmm. still got James McAvoy as Xavier, Fassbender as Magneto, uh, J-, J Lo mm-hmm. is back. Oh wait, that's not J Lo. J Law is back as mm-hmm. Raven. Um, wow, J Lo Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Lopez as Mystique would be a whole oh, yeah. different vibe. Jenny, like you thought I was Jenny from the Block, but really <laughs> I'm still, I'm I'm still Jenny from the Block because I can be anybody, <laughs> or or am I? <laughs> Um, uh, Nicholas Hout is coming back as Beast. Uh, we're in- introducing yep. Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse, which we've kind of already set our piece on. Uh, Moira, Peter, Quicksilver. Why uh, does Moira come back? I don't. I guess they like her I a lot, hate, man. Like, I don't they understand must, like, this. I have no problem with Rose Byrne. She does a fine job. They t- they took a movie off of, you know, off of Moira. Pretty good. And her scenes drag so much in this fucking movie. Yeah. And having her be the like undercover agent who goes solo into Egypt to find this cult is so gobsmackingly dumb. <laughs> like, I just, she has no reason to be in here. There's, there's like a later section where she's like in a jet, and I'm like, what are you doing here, Roseburn? <laughs> yeah, what, what is your job in this, in this, in this role? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, why didn't you stay at home where it's safer than this? Like, you just, you don't get a, a arc, you don't get a, a, a moment. You get nothing. And the um there's and, and with her especially is this like undercurrent of Xavier's monstrosity because at the end of first class that dude wiped her, her yeah. memories and like there's like comedic scenes in this movie that deal with that that feel totally out of place and totally yep. off. We're like, Oh yeah, I took her memories off ha <laughs> and I'm like, Xavier, you're a fucking monster. Let's scream at you. Why are you telling anybody about this? It, yeah, you should you should probably be more ashamed about this. Um the that is the the problem with her is that she is she exists to complete xavier's arc right so like when can people complain about how women are used in movies and and everything like that and people are like oh you know no she wasn't like sexist or anything like she wasn't sexist she was just in service of xavier's arc you know it's just there so he can get a romance like a romance at the end and to, to kind of deal with this like dangling plot thread like it's pretty disrespectful of the character yeah Agreed. Um, yeah. Especially so. because it's so it's so much of a different take on the character, which they they do this like you know the Cyclops in this movie is a t- totally different take on Cyclops than we see from the comics, and I don't have any problem at all with those character arc- character archetypes changing, um, but just still want them to be good and relevant. And this just seemed like yeah, like 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 just in service to Xavier, and also a weird punching bag throughout the movie that I didn't dig. Yep, um, exactly. Treat treat your characters with more respect than this. Um, um, we, uh, Evan Peters back as as Quicksilver, yep. which I like. Yep, um, mm-hmm. gonna he joins the team officially at the end. So mm-hmm. the next movie, he's just going to be an X Man. Sure, into um, that, way into that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and I like his arc in this movie. Like I think that they actually treat that character with a lot of respect. I do too. Even though I still think yep. his whole style is kind of uh, lame. His style yeah, is like his threads are lame. His shoes are lame. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that vine, but yeah. <laughs> the the, the uh, I've not seen that vine, but I can. Oh, it's whack. I That's what imagine. it is. That's I'm, I'm mis- I mean, oh. like, yeah. Anyway, um, we in- we introduce Jean Grey, Scott Summers, uh, and Nightcrawler, as well as um, mm-hmm. a handful of others. Uh, Jean Grey, notably t- played by Sophie Turner, that everybody knows from Game of Thrones. Sansa, Scott Summers played by Ty Sheridan, who I guess is a a dude. Um, He looks like he's (laughs) got to stick up his ass the entire time, so I guess that's very Cyclops. So I think he's great. 
I, I think that this like moody young Cyclops is a is a really great like take on him. Like Moody, you know, definitely stick up his butt, but not a leader at this point. Like this is this makes me excited for the next movie if this character gets some like real development and becomes closer to the Cyclops that we know. I did no. not realize that he was in Ready Player One. So that's, that's oh, he's a, the Ready Player One kid. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen Ready Player One, so I didn't know. I was just looking up other stuff that I had I had may have seen him in, and it's it's not mm-hmm. a lot of it. So, um, um, what what are, what are our thoughts on on Nightcrawler on actually, Cody Smith McPhee? I actually like Nightcrawler in this movie. They don't give him a whole lot to do, and it's he's but he's got that kind of swashbuckling like comedic thing happening in this movie that I'm, I'm pretty in for. And then, uh, the times where his teleportation stuff pays off, it's, it's always really satisfying to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely, um, you know, comic relief. He's a little bit less confident in this. Like he's, he's much more of a gangly teen. Yeah. A gangly teen dork. And they do that with his like physicality. You know, they make him kind of like, um, he reminds me of like, a, like a, a you know, like a, a small, like a puppy or a kitten when they like kind of don't know how their limbs work mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. Like he's got that kind of like stumbly wumbliness to him that I like. There's several scenes um, where his tail accidentally like smacks somebody in the face. <laughs> like yeah. A- he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to use his body yet. And he's, uh, some of the action stuff with him, uh, is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple like applications of powers, even at the end of the, the movie where it's in the big shitty endless fight scene. Um, that I think are clever. Uh, with him so i generally uh generally like him as well i think this is a good articulation of it and he seems like a you know he has that same kind of uh you know alan cumming who is uh in x2 was nightcrawler had this same kind of like super angular face and kind yeah. of ambitionist like mm-hmm. it feels like the same character and then uh we um, we introduce uh ben hardy as angel we've already said our piece uh, on that that fucker uh alexandra <laughs> ship is as as storm uh and i think she does a fine job in this movie but i she's just i just need more storm stuff like give me a storm solo yeah. movie already um, there's there's nothing there's nothing to her is the big issue. There are some deleted scenes that have some additional yeah. character development. As I mentioned, um it's just that she has no character and that's the problem. Like she looks the part, but that's all that we can really even say. You uh, know? Lana Condor steps in as Jubilee, who was given even less to do than Storm. <laughs> She's just yep. I was so happy to have a Jubilee, <clears throat> even though I kind of figured they would save her for more of the phoenix movie because i figured that would be like the 90s character to to come in um and i kind of based on this kind of wish uh, either she, i hope she becomes a, a bigger character in the second and then phoenix or mm-hmm. I, I i'm very disappointed that they kind of wasted her in this movie because outside of the big famous deleted mall scene she's not given anything to do she's got a cameo yeah yeah it's um you know again it, it's like storm where it's like she looks the part exactly yeah yeah that's all that's all we got and olivia munn as psylocke uh which we talked about a little bit i don't think it's olivia munn's fault that psylocke sucks in this movie i think it's just that it's very hard to understand psylocke's like motivations you know like everyone on apocalypse's side you know like she's obviously in, she enjoys money and there's like one line when apocalypse recruits her from from caliban but she never seemed like a power. We just didn't know enough about her to think that she was like power hungry or, you know, be motivated by destroying the world or whatever. And she just, she turns into a villain and then flips away from being a villain with no setup or reason. Well, and, it. and and also like the, the thing that I was hoping for, which was like cool psionic powers at a bare minimum. Like she gets like one big set piece at the end of the endless fight scene and it looks so hammy and terrible that it's just like yeah. i think i remember groaning out loud the first time i saw this where i was like oh god this is gonna be a bad movie because i think they showed that in no, the trailer 
there's not uh she's not psychic it's not a psychic power in this movie either no no it's just energy it's like she creates energy whips and energy blades and those are the two things she does whereas she's supposed to you know psylocke is supposed to stab people in the head with that blade and then uh once she's done then she can you know it, it fucks them up it's the sheer totalitarian totalitarity of her psychic powers or whatever um here it's just another sword yeah exactly you know and that that's lame man like you, you just can't uh you know i don't if if the if brian singer by this point doesn't realize like one of the reasons why people like us watch these x-men movies is like clever applications of superpowers that we like you know as base and simple as that is like you know i will i will defend defend that that we do that because it's like it's fun to watch right like that's the spectacle that's fun i don't need to see another cg city getting destroyed i can do that in like anything you know um and at this point, like when you're going to have characters like uh, Storm and not even inter- not even name them, you are firmly in the realm of fans. Like yes. you are you are relying mm-hmm. on my fandom to make this work. So you know, give me a treat. <laughs> yeah, you know, have, do have, something have neat and like stab somebody in the head. And Days of Future Past did this really well with some of those like set in the future fight scenes uh, where they're fighting the Sentinels. Oh and, yeah, like, you know yeah. you see. You know, especially with the application of Blink's power, that like that kind of made me think that this th- these people got it finally. Like, oh yeah, we can do cool X Men shit and have it look cool and be cool and understand kind of some of the powers and how they work and how they could work together and play off each other. And um, there's not a lot of that in this at all. <laughs> like, there's very very little of that. We don't even get like the the X One Jean Grey floats the visor over to Cyclops kind of thing. Like, it's not nothing. Yeah. no real. And I might be. I might be. Because I don't remember every single moment of the movie right offhand, but I'm trying to re- remember a single time that any powers interacted with each other, and I don't, I don't think it happens. It's not really like a, th- a thing that happens. It's also like just in general, like mentioning that blink scene and comparing it. Like the action choreography in this movie is real rough. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, like that end fight scene. There are a couple parts of it I like, but it does not feel particularly alive, um, in in any way, shape, or form. So, um, let's get into it beat by beat. Let's do it. Let's pack it up. Um, so we start off with, you know, evolution, <laughs> mutants, <laughs> DNA. <laughs> but are these, are, but DNA. are these powers only good? No, sometimes uh, they're bad. Like <laughs> you know, so we start off with, with that voiceover, which is always the case. And, uh, we also do a, a pyramid wipe over, uh, to a pyramid in the Nile Valley. And we are in 2600 BC. Yeah. And a bunch of people are chanting. Uh, and Sabar Noor. And I'll I'll call out like this was one of the few times in this movie um outside of like our normal X-Men theme that we get that I got like kind of hyped about the soundtrack. Like this was the most unique sounding everything else sounded like background superhero or orchestral nonsense to me. But uh, this one mm-hmm. I thought was actually really really good. I actually uh, like this whole segment. Yeah, I think this like, is this, this is a good setup. Cool. Like if we're setting yeah. up apocalypse, I'm I'm kind of here for it. <clears throat> yeah, way way into it. So it's it's so far in the past, right? Um these people are are taking this this cart, the sarcophagus into this pyramid. Um and some of them are keep like rubbing their nose and like doing umpire singles signals at each other, you know, being like, "Hey, hey, shit's going to happen." Um and the whole idea is this is apocalypse, he's very old, he's sick, he's wrinkly, and he's going to do something called the transference. Yes. Uh where he transfers himself into a young person. Uh, and lives forever. And basically what we're led to believe in this version of Apocalypse, this isn't true of the comics, but uh, this is Apocalypse's like power is that he can transfer into another body and he can get their mutant power. Like he keeps mutant powers with him as he transfers because he exhibits quite a few different po- superpowers. 
Yeah. In this. And some of them are like God tier power, like Omega five or whatever they fuck. They, we, we make jokes about it from X-Men three last stand. Um, but like, it's, it's like some of them are God tier and it's, I think it's a a pretty fun way to explain away. Like we've had the, we've had the conversation over like, what is apocalypse's power? Like he seems to just be able to do anything. And like, this is a really good way of like, Oh, I've been finding mutants throughout time and just taking their powers and their body from them. And like, I'm a basically an immortal mutant vampire. And that's pretty dope. Like I'm, that is a yeah, very super cool, cool villain. Yeah. Th- this specific guy he's taking his power from has a healing factor. Yes. So that's the reason why he wants this is so he can he can live forever. But uh Apocalypse, not a nice guy, he's a despot. So the people rebel against him. And this is again like if I want to give this movie more credit than it deserves, like this theme does end up being playing into the end. Yep. Like Apocalypse losing because he's a shit. You know, like his philosophy is unsustainable. Because, you know, if you take them as three pillars, like you take Charles Xavier, Magneto, and Apocalypse, you know, Charles wants peace, he cares about everyone. Magneto loves mutants, he cares about mutants. Apocalypse doesn't care about shit. And and this is saying, that's not sustainable, you will die if you don't care about shit. Like you, you know, the, the final line to him where it's like, you're alone. You know, and the, you know to this movie's credit, there's way too much dumb shit between this point and the end, but that is the message of Apocalypse to this and it's right here in the beginning like he gets betrayed because he's such an asshole you know he just has has uh zealots he doesn't have friends and i I like the way that this works out too because uh these 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 workers uh these i guess slaves to apocalypse have uh kind of rebelled they don't get a wage jeremy (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely you don't think they're getting (laughs) the apocalypse union the The apocalypse is local apocalypse is interns uh that are just getting some apocalypse experience so they can go out and be their own apocalypse uh yeah yeah, getting paid an exposure exposure to the sun mostly some exposure to sand and harsh conditions though (laughs) and definitely exposure to various diseases that we have the apocalypse is not going to bother to cure uh plagues but they um they've set up like this intricate trap system and apocalypse is like brand new pyramid and transfers chamber so outside they like knock these giant bricks uh off of they they kind of knock these uh legs out from underneath them which causes them to slide down and as they're sliding down they're like knocking out support pillars for the for this pyramid which starts crashing down and i kind of think this is really cool like this is a really yeah. like awesome way basically going to crush him and seal him in this this rubble and then presumably go to go to the local union shop and get a couple of beers at union prices yeah. <laughs> um, exactly we give each other a couple of high fives sure you know cuz good good job um, and it, it kind of works. Yeah. Like the, um, the, his horsemen, his old, old timey horsemen, none of which have names, none of which have comic analogs. These are like characters fight back against people. And it kind of shows off their powers. Like just showing that apocalypse always surrounds himself, you know, with some, some homies. Um, and, uh, one of the, the ladies, um, is able to put an armor on him and protect him from getting crushed while the transference happens. So like he is, you know, he's getting the healing factor. He doesn't have it yet. This plan almost worked. But one of his uh, followers sacrificed herself to let him survive long enough to get the healing factor. But he's still buried deep in the earth. And uh, I like, you know, we don't, we don't get any names or or anything, but like the powers that the four horsemen show off are all very cool. Like she's mm-hmm. got like shooty energy stuff that looks pretty dope. One guy has like, it, which I have to assume would be like death because he like slams a dude against a wall and he like literally starts dissolving and, and like almost with a with turn a pest- into a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool looking yeah. or maybe that would be yeah. pestilence. Who cares? It does not matter. Um, but all yeah, this is really matter. cool and ends with him kind of sealed in this uh, tunnel. The one thing we didn't talk about is this transference seems to be based on sunlight, which is really weird to me. <laughs> like yeah. at the top of the pyramid is this like very shiny metallic like tip and it, as it collects light, it like goes through these weird 
you know, uh, vaguely hieroglyphic looking like tubes to the transference chamber and it, like rises as these weird energy things. And I don't like, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Like I don't have to have everything explained. I just <laughs> like, really, it's just solar energy dog. <laughs> like, yeah, is that it's, the it's, answer? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty strange. Yeah. The, um, so this is kind of setting us up. We now have our CGI intro and I'm glad you pointed this out because like, I stopped paying attention to it because I just figured it was going to be a bunch of DNA wipes, mm-hmm. but it's actually carrying us through history. So I looked like down on my phone, I looked up again and it was showing like soldiers in world war two. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Straight up, <laughs> straight up shows the swastika at some point And like, some, yeah, some yeah. Nazi Im- imagery. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are you like, I get it. I get this time thing, but like we, we know, <laughs> we're, yeah. I mean, we, we know that we're in a different decade. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought when I saw the Nazi thing, they were showing like different despots throughout history because uh, you know, yeah, it was like draw sense. a line with yeah. apocalypse like they were showing like here's hitler here's Mussolini. they didn't do it um so we switch over now we're still doing intros this is similar to last last few movies where it's like a bunch of intros um we're in a classroom in ohio in 1983 the teacher is giving this history lesson about the days of days of future past the movie yeah specifically uh, doing, doing the know, trailer the world uh finding out on national television that mystique is uh it was a mutant and that mutants exist and it kind of changing the world over the last 10 years yeah and uh, a young man who we we later to find out to be cyclops is having like eye issues his eyes hurt and uh the boy's like you're staring at my girl and he's like your girl you know but he can't like he's trying to give it back but he can't because his eyes hurt so much yeah um, and then he has to go to the bathroom and the, the teacher is like yes but go to the principal on the, on the way and i'm like dude calm down like the bell just rang in the principal's face yeah you know, and yeah i just i had to piss like that's not disrupting class you know I'm, I'm, my eyes are leaking tears right like i'm obviously yeah. something is going yeah. on and, um, and you just like at this point if mystique told the world that there were mutants and stuff there's really no systems in place for this like if someone just like ah, oh, my the back of my hands are super itchy uh you know like i don't know send them to the nurse or something because they might turn into lasers you know <laughs> i mean that's a possibility like, i would assume that like, like ohio is the key phrase here right like maybe maybe we're doing yeah, that on the, yeah. on the east and west coast uh but the, the midwest yeah. and the and the south have not gotten to that, that, that they haven't, got, haven't gotten on the trolley vis-a-vis mutants no no we're still just coast we still have uh mutant crow laws down here just like jim crow um so so he goes into the bathroom but the bully uh follows him He's going to like, you know, he's hiding in a stall. The bully like jumps up into a stall and is like yelling at him and threatening to beat him up. And like all the stress is what causes his powers to, uh, to start. So he blasts this dude. Um, and I think these, this looks great. Yes. Um, you know, just destroys the roof. Um, similar, you know, there's a deleted scene uh, where they were going to do this in, um, or there's like some scene like this lead scene in X2, maybe where he blasts um, through the, like the top of the school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something, you know, they previously done something like this. This is a better execution of it. Um, just destroys the bathroom. The guy is fine. The guy gets up, which I, I think it would have been braver if the dude got killed. Yeah. Or at least, or at uh, least had the decency to look a little fucked up. Like at least have a, yeah, he just kind of, he looks inconvenient. Like he just like stands up. He's like, Whoa, that was weird. Yeah. Scott's going to destroy like a 100 year old tree later on in this movie. And like this guy yeah. seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Setting on fire. Um, so the, uh, uh, this is, this is our Cyclops. Again, we're in intro town. We switch over to Berlin. We have sexy dressed uh, Mystique, J-Law, um, and there is a fight club, a mutant fight club in a cage um, where the angel, and it's our shithead angel, uh, just recently uh, beat up the blob. Yes. Um, um, and let's talk about, can we talk about this host? 
Sure. Who's this guy, man? This like weird German circus. I, I don't. Who is this Klaus guy? Nomi? <laughs> why? <laughs> why is he here? Have you? Um, ah, the ninth Krana, you know. Like, have, have you? Have you watched Preacher at all? No. So there's no. they like towards the end of Preacher this last season, like they start doing these like underground fight clubs, which I don't remember from the comics, but it's been like a decade since I've read those, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't think that's something. Yeah, like that. uh, but like the guy Jesse Cutler, like even as a young kid, does these like directs these and hosts them like at about five percent of this dude's energy. Like it's this. <laughs> and while I was watching Preacher, I was like, man, this guy is over the top. And then I got to this guy, and I was like, who the fuck is the Holy circus shit. clown? Yeah. Like who is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, this this sideshow needs to end. Like this this guy is a lot. He's he's um, a lot. Uh, and then they start bringing out. So Angel wins, and he's like flying around uh, and like drinking. I think I think he's drinking at the moment, yelling at the crowd, getting it up. Uh, yeah, I actually think his wings look pretty dope uh, in this, mm. and like the the actual flight stuff in this scene looks okay. Um, yeah. La- later on, I'm going to change my mind drastically about about, <laughs> about the way Angel looks. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to make a real broad statement here that is not fair, okay. and I just want to you know put it. I just know it's not fair. I wish that blonde people didn't have curly hair. Uh, blonde curls have, has never worked on me at all. Like, it I've looks never, bad. Yeah. Like he looks like a weird poodle, and then he gets his costume that looks like he's got more like just a, a smaller poodle in a in a more constrained area, but it's extremely poodle headed. You know. It's just like like just these luxurious curls this whole time, and he just looks silly. He's yeah, like too baby faced. It's like in Fight Club where like they beat up Jared Leto. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the blonde guys like just like just want to beat up something pretty. Like I just look at this guy and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I hope you Nightcrawler know? wins. <laughs> is what was going through my yeah, mind. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler yeah, beats exactly. the shit out of this dude. <laughs> like there's uh, something yeah. about it, just like no charisma. Like just no charisma to this actor. Like. Just you know, it makes me feel like I'm being I'm craw- being crawled on with spiders. I've got a picture of a like. of a very young Jeremy uh, who was born with like blonde ringlets like this. Like I was. This, oh yeah, yeah. When I started first started so growing hair, like I, Jeremy? I had I had I had very like my hair is super curly now, but now it's more like a like a weird white man afro curly thing, and it's just yeah, dark. Sure, uh, but. Yeah. Um, back then it was actually like full ringlets and full blonde hair. And apparently my great grandmother was very disappointed when this change happened, when my mutant power came out and it was just dark hair. <laughs> yeah. It was dark hair and a I, lot of it is my mutant yeah. power. I, I used to be blonde when I was a kid too, but it wasn't, it wasn't ringlets. Yeah. So, so, um, so anywho, uh, nightcrawler comes out and nightcrawler is not into this. Um, he's, he's carried in, in, in a chest, super scared. And uh, Angel starts fighting him. Nightcrawler tries to teleport away, but he keeps touching the fence, and the fence is electrocuted. And then Mystique, who is watching all of this from the sidelines, um, notices that oh, I'm not going to be able to get him out with with these electric panels. So I got to go over there and like blow up the control thing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she does this by like you know kind of seducing the German guy. Like she touches his arm yeah. and he's like, "Ooh, baby!" And I'm like, "Come on, yeah. dude. have you not been in any <laughs> kind of? You're at work. They don't give you any Show training for this. Like some... beautiful women will be coming over to try to fuck you up in this weird like Fight Club thing yeah. all the time. People um, people try to get backstage. That's what backstages are. Yeah, exactly." You know, yeah. like this is this this is his audition to like be a road member for Motley Crue, and he just failed it. I really thought you were going to go with Aerosmith for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would, and actually, he would, have su- he would have succeeded for Motley Crue because Motley Crue was disgusting, and they would just been like, "Yeah, bring them all back here." Like we're we're repulsive. Steven um, Tyler, you have to you have to only get people that look like Liv Tyler, which is a real bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must be this daughter to ride. 
Um, the, oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that one took a minute, but whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Um, so she, she seduces him at this point, and we get that Angel's not being evil. He's like, you know, if we don't fight, they'll shoot us. Yeah. Like, and then they, they cut over to another security guard who's like fingering an AK. Um, so Nightcrawler's like, okay, I'll fight and fucks him up. I really like you know, this. actually like this yeah. looks really cool. Like this is one of the better uh, directed scenes because Nightcrawler is just teleporting all around and kind of slamming Angel against these electrified fences, almost like actually burning some of his wings, which I thought was really yeah. cool. Like I was kind of here for this. Yep. yep. I like it too. Um, but he feels bad about it. Like he's like, he burns one of Angel's wings and he's like, I did, he's, you know, an innocent kid. So he starts, uh, you know, running away. And uh, luckily the, uh, the electricity goes down at this point so uh angel escapes it doesn't get shot somehow it's like bullets like angel is is not formidable like i still feel like he could have been shot um angel runs away and mystique grabs him and they teleport into an alley um they're trying to stop them but they actually bring this dude with them who mystique elbows she uh she elbows him under his nose to knock him out it's very silly mystique and, uh, and is run. um is is very much like the wolverine of this movie in a lot of ways like she's yeah. just she just has all of the powers like she has all of the the training that we never see her actually get right yeah yep yep which was a thing that we, we we talked about in the last movie too i think um but yeah yeah i don't know yeah and mystique is fairly disappointing in this movie i think like there's just not just not given a whole lot to do um so, yeah, she's, and, and we'll, we'll get into it as this people start to like, like she's very much like the hero character in this universe right now. Like all of these younger mutants are yeah. looking up to her, and obviously the movie is going to end with her as the kind of the leader of the X Men, which I think is a really interesting take. Um, but I, I, I've said it from the beginning since we started First Class. Uh, I've I've never really been sold on J Law as as Mystique. I think that mm-hmm. I just, I just, I, I know it's a personal taste. Like I'm not taking anything away from J Law. She's a great actress. Like I'm, I'm sure I've seen other stuff that she's in. Um, but she's made other movies, right? Yeah. She's a joke. Everybody knows yeah. the Hunger Games. Uh, but I, I just. I, I, that was a, definitely a guess that I just made. I was having sure you'd be like, she's not in fucking Hunger Games. She's in Snowpiercer. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> these, these YA, like, apocalypse novels. Um, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. with you. Like, in her her ability to like gather up all of these mutants to get them over to the saviors, I think is just, is just that it feels very perfunctory in this movie. Yes. Oh. Um, we're still in intro mode. We, we switch over to, uh, we're checking out a Magneto and uh, Magneto now lives in this palatial cabin. Um, and he's singing a lullaby to his daughter. He went and got married and had a daughter. Mm-hmm. He works at a steel plant factory, which you think would be yep. really handy with his powers, but we're, as we're going to find out, like it's, yep. it's, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. He makes sparks. It's a factory that designs sparks. Um, and he's talking to his, his cute little Moppet daughter. Um, there's a part earlier in this, I think where they're like, where's our daughter? He's like, she's out back with her friends and she's surrounded by deer. Um, this, this plays up later. Um, but she oh, goes wow. to bed. Totally um, missed that. I must've looked at my phone. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah it's okay. She's, she's uh, surrounded by deer. So like, that's, you know, it's, oh, she's a mutant. Um, and the, the, he's singing the song to her. He's like, oh, you know, uh, I'm worried someone will take you away, you know? And he's like, no, no one will ever take me away. Uh, because we're going to live happily forever. Magneto has found peace. Yes. And she goes, who's Magneto? And, and she goes, <laughs> she goes sleep. <laughs> sleep, child. <laughs> sleep. Uh, we go back over to the U.S., and um, Havoc, our good friend from the previous movies, is showing up to bring um, Scott to Xavier's. 
there's a deleted scene around this moment where we actually see yep. him confront Scott, like in Scott's bedroom, where Scott's being kind of an asshole. Uh, yep. Not really needed, but I think appreciated. And uh, we're going to just mm-hmm. basically see Scott being an asshole for uh, quite some time. On well, their- one of the things that, that they don't, you know, in the comics, they don't really bring this up very much. But until he gets to Xavier, he's blind. He's yeah. blind. And if he accidentally opens his eyes, he destroys everything. Like that's pretty miserable. Yeah, it's a pretty. And, you and know, they, you see a little bit of that here, where because I mean, he's they've just got yeah. bandages around his eyes, keeping them shut, and then, yeah. um, like Havoc is having to guide him in and like showing him like, oh, there's a step here, like make sure you step down carefully. Yeah. Um, they don't, they but don't, they don't his lean eyesight. on that a lot. So yeah, so so big deal, you know. Um, but this is where it feels like the movie actually kind of starts. Like they they make their way in there. Um, he bumps, he literally bumps into Jean. Jean uses her powers to save all of her stuff from spilling on the ground. And, uh, and, you know, Hey, I'm new here. You know, I don't care. Like they're this kind of reposting. Yeah. He can't, he can't see her and know that she's a pretty woman. So he's not immediately in love with her. So he treats her like a piece of shit. Later. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't realize you were a redhead. Hold on now. (laughs) Those bazongos. Like, yeah. I want to see the carpet and the drapes, baby. (laughs) Later he gets, we we get to see him get fully erect. But like up until, up until now, he's just, you know, he's too sad to get a boner. Um, but we run to, and then we run into Xavier. Xavier is teaching, uh, the once and future King. Which is what uh, Xavier was teaching in X Men Two, oh, as well. Good pickup. I didn't, so, I didn't pick up on that. Um, and teaching his class uh, sends everybody away. Um, we also run into uh, Hank, um, and Hank, he, you know, he says, "Hey, I keep, you know, he's no longer blue. He's just Hank. He's like, oh, I keep that under control now." And uh, so. Jubilee appears in the classroom. We see just a little bit of Jubilee, which is pretty dope. Uh, mm-hmm. In that classic, like yellow '90s X Men animated series jacket, which I'm I'm pretty here yep. for. Um, not saying I'm asking Autumn to wear that for me at all. Just saying that, like, I like it a lot. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know just, what you're what you're implying with that that kind of yeah, filth, Gary yeah. Butterfield. But no, I right, appreciate it's, it's, if you it's, stop. Okay. Yeah, uh, read my mind. Xavier yeah, is looking um, like he. I don't need to read your mind to know that you're teasing me about my wife dressing up as Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, I could just, I um, could just see that. <laughs> I can hear yeah. that through the podcast. <laughs> uh, Xavier is looking like he fell out of a Miami Vice rec- uh, like recording session. Yep. <laughs> he's got this yep. like outfit, and I actually appreciate that about all three of these X-Men movies that we've done. Like they, they set themselves in a time period and they seem to really lean on that. Um, mm-hmm. All of the 80s stuff in this, a lot of it feels kind of like fan servicey, like seeing Miss, a, Piss, a Miss Pac-Man arcade or whatever. Um, but like the, the style of dress for a lot of these characters really works for me. It, you almost said Piss Mac-Man. I almost Who's said that? Piss Mac-Man. Yes, that's my... Who's Piss Mac-Man? <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's Duke Nukem's <laughs> stepson, <laughs> Piss Mac-Man. <laughs> Hello, Piss, Piss Mac-Man. Um, <laughs> He's getting in a lot of trouble with Duke Nukem's Shrink Ray, and that's going to be yep, the basis Duke of Nukem a Piss AAA Mac-Man. video game from, uh, yeah. was that Gearbox or Dice or somebody? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some shit. Ryan Reynolds um, is playing the voice of Piss Mac-Man. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so Xavier kind of goes through and explains, you know, uh, El Pao is sometimes a curse, but sometimes a blessing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, giving uh, Scott a tour of the, vo- the grounds. Um, and he says, you know, I promise, you know, if you do stay with us, you'll learn how to control your powers, which is a hell of a thing to promise, uh, you know, flash forward to Rogue and Wolverine. And, um, and uh, he's like, you know, to know to control your powers, we need to see it. I want you to let loose. And he points them at, uh, a tree that he really likes. Well, there's a target. There's a target in front of the tree. Yeah. And he like points it at him and he says like, open your eyes and he blows up the tree. 
And I just, this is a cute moment. And I think this is genuinely kind of a funny joke. Um, but boy, like, what'd you expect? <laughs> yeah. You know, like Alex told you what happened, you know, like <laughs> presumably you guys knew what was going to happen. Like, I mean, yeah. didn't, don't we have a whole, uh, like facility for danger? Like that, what, what happened to that tunnel that yeah. you were training in the Alex dangerous in? room? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, um, yeah, you have, you have a better place for this. And like, if you didn't, if no one told you what his powers would do, that's even worse. Like what if a bunch of wasps crawled out of there or something? What if he was wasp pops, you know? <laughs> Wasp claws. <laughs> so this could have been way worse, you know. Uh, the, um, wasp claws. If Cyclops really shot wasps, is that's a uh, that's that's the Grant Morrison ass story I want. Jesus Christ! <laughs> can you imagine? That's. I mean, that's just yeah. so. It's so good. Um. So yeah, they the the funny joke that you mentioned here is uh, Xavier yeah. has a routine of like my grandfather planted that tree with me when yeah. or planted that tree when he was five. Uh, yeah, it's he, been he, it's he been here for over a hundred years, and he has that great delivery yeah. on. I think that was probably my favorite tree that I just I yeah. love to death. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cute. It's super funny. Um, and Jean's watching this, and she's like, "Oh yeah, and I, yeah, it's a little weird." I think she just thinks Scott's cute. Yeah, you know. Um, which I don't. I don't think Ty Sheridan is very cute. I don't think he's uh, <laughs> yeah. probably shouldn't have opinions on pre teenage boys, but here we are on a podcast yeah. with me talking <laughs> the, about well, it. If you can have two opinions on it, that's the correct one. Okay. I think if you had said the opposite, I think we might have been a out of, out of the two that I could have said. Yeah. It's best to be a non combatant, but if you have to, that's the better option. <laughs> um, so, uh, and now, like, let's slow things way fucking down with Moyer McTaggart infiltrating Egypt. What the fuck even is this? I don't know, this man. Is, um, you know, and and I don't I don't really care about this. This goes on for a long time of her tracking um uh all this weird cult as we're gonna find out later like down a hole through like this yeah. in a floor somewhere in like a rug vendor shop uh and she sees these 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 like cultists uh all start like praising in I, I can't say in Shurat in Saba in Sabanur in Sabanur yeah, um, yeah something like that. And she, they're like doing the chanting thing, and then a just a beam of sunlight comes through this open door and like starts activating all of the solar powered machinery from twenty six hundred BC, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how apocalypse rises. It's not through anything that the cultists did; she just left the door open. So technically, yep. it's all Moira's fault that apocalypse got yep. loose. If someone had brought in a sun lamp, we would have been similarly fucked. Yeah, nobody bringing a portable hue light or anything in here. Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ, apocalypse suffers from sad. <laughs> The um, <laughs> so uh, they he heads down. He's, she sees the chanting. She fucks it up. The sun happens. That all the guys run out. All the the cultists. That's all we really need. It does feel like it goes on for like seventeen hours, but that's all we really need to find out. Um, they get out, but this causes him waking up. He's so powerful. It causes earthquakes around yes. the world. These like spikes. So um, one of the earth, you know, earthquake in Germany, where this like container of molten steel is about to crush a dude. And Apocalypse, you know, instincts, like he's keeping cover, or not Apocalypse, Magneto. Yeah. Um, he's keeping cover. He doesn't want anyone to know he's Magneto, but he stops it. Um, and then he kind of shakes it off, but everyone's kind of looking at him weird. So he's like, oh, I've probably been seen. People will probably know that I'm actually Magneto. And um, yep. we we go over to Xavier's and uh, all of these kids in the in the school. And I do like seeing this 
I do like seeing the X Mansion as an actual school, by the way. Like this is this is a very cool mm-hmm. time in the thing in the X universe. Um, so fortunately, it's going to end the way it is going to end. <laughs> Fuck these kids. Uh, um, but they're all awake and they're trying to calm the kids down. But Jean Grey is having these like terrified nightmares. Uh, like paint is boiling off the walls, which I think is a really cool manifestation of some yeah. of Phoenix powers. Like that's very terrifying. Like if I saw that and I was Xavier, I'd like you were going into the infirmary, young lady, <laughs> like, where we don't have paint on the walls. <laughs> or 500 year old paintings that you can boil away in your nightmares. <clears throat> yep. Um, so he, he comes in, Z- Xavier pops in to talk her down. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Like he's, uh, she's having a nightmare and he, uh, it hurts him. Like he's psychically kind of, you know, intruding uh, on her thoughts. And when he does, he sees an apocalypse. He sees the world exploding and dying and burning a bunch of Phoenix imagery, you know, for, for us. Sure. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, he screams, like wakes her up and, and she's like, no, this wasn't the telepathy or telekinesis. It's some dark power that's growing in me. And Xavier's like, nah, you know, I've dealt with that. And she's like, no, you haven't <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> and Xavier's like, you're right. I was, I'm, I'm wrong. Like, let's just get you back to sleep. I'm going to erase your memory and then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, you know, win, win your hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Let's just get you back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hank explains to Xavier that this, this earthquake was caused by some sort of energy wave and that, uh, she was probably, she didn't cause it. She was probably responding to it. Um, yeah. so she, he wants to go, uh, to the, the newly remodeled Cerebro and kind of take a look around. Uh, and Cerebro is looking very nineties or excuse me, eighties technology. I wrote nineties several times in these notes when I met eighties, but, uh, that's looking very eighties tech with like big fat knobs that you can turn and things like mm-hmm. that. I just, I really like that they lean into the design aesthetic so much. Uh, yeah. I hope the nineties one is all like a big gateway like monitor oh right yeah. yeah like that scene in captain marvel where it's like what are you doing like oh we're waiting to copy from the cd-rom like so good yeah. <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> like, yeah. um, um so they they cerebro immediately takes xavier to uh moira who is still just standing outside of presumably this entire like cavern that collapsed behind her um and he is still crushing on this chick quite a bit uh yeah and it's I, you know, we, I don't we took like a it. movie off of her. Yeah, like keep in mind, like Moria was not in the last movie, right? Like I think he wiped her memory at the end of the first one. That's where they kiss. Correct. And then we took an entire movie off of Moira. So if the idea is supposed to be like he's still been carrying this torch through his whole weird like heroin addicted phase, twenty like, years, dog. Is, it's been twenty, 20 years. years. Like yeah, two decades, my man. Like you gotta get on fucking match dot com and 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 come up with a new angle on this shit. Like Beast is the worst wingman if he's letting you do this. I mean, you just put like, telepathic on a on a Tinder profile and you're not going to get any matches, Gary. That's the way that shit yeah. works. Nobody wants to date a telepathic guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why you know the uh, that's why you, do, you, you that's some things are okay to hold back. Sure. I think that's one of them. That's that's okay to yeah. hold back. Yeah. Um. So. So he he decides hey, that they're going to go to Langley, uh, where he reads in her head that she's going next, and uh, it's definitely not to ask her out on a date or anything, or check her out, yeah. as he says to uh, Hank. Um, yeah, we get back over to Who Germany, is, yeah. uh, East yeah. Berlin. This is so close to good. I I like, like this. this is, I, I kind of don't have I, a problem with some of this, other than that some of the goofy imagery. But I I kind of like this. I I can't. I think for me, this is like a thing where like you're running down a football field, and you get to the last five yards, and then you drop it okay. like the screaming at the end is too much for me oh okay everything yeah, up until that point is great like gotcha. um so uh back in germany like uh magneto is panicking like he's like you know asking why he's like we have to leave right now and she's like well okay well 
why? And he's like, no, you just trust me. Okay. She's like, okay, we'll leave in the morning. He's like, no, um, go get your daughter. You have to trust me. We have to go right now. Um, we're not safe. Uh, the daughter is missing though. Uh, so not from the Pokemon. Like she's not, uh, she's not missing from the Pokemon. She's not missing. No, she's missing now. That's what I meant to say. Um, and they, 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 they very different movie. If the daughter was now missing. No <laughs> crossover. That was, um, so they, uh, they run outside to find their daughter and like everyone's got like, or they, all the cops are here with fucking bows and arrows. Yeah. And, and yeah. Xavier calls it out and not Xavier Magneto calls it right. out um, and says, you're, you're not wearing your badges. And they were like, yeah, we're not wearing anything metal. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's, yeah. they're not just like a band of, of weird that, thieves of ki- weird, weird yeah. kidnappers to come after <laughs> the, uh, these children. that dialogue is, is really good. I want to underline that because. Okay. You're not wearing your badges. That's Magneto noticing they don't have metal, but coming up with a very quick, like, cover. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to be like, you guys don't have any metal on you, because that would give him away. But them not having their badges is kind of scary. Absolutely. Like, in a secret police way, you yeah. know? So, like, and them being like, no, 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 you don't have to play. Like, we're just not doing metal. Like, that's a really great bit of dialogue right there. And um, Eric Eric says, look, I'll... I will turn myself in, you know, right? Like, I will, I will turn myself in. Just let my daughter go. And they're like, okay, that's all we wanted. Like, I, I and I really was worried that these cops were going to be like real shit bags at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they let the daughter go. She runs over to the mom. They're, they start crying. Um, they, as Magneto is walking over, uh, the the child Nina won't won't calm down. She's just getting more and more upset as she sees her her father leaving. Very you know very much X Men one Magneto you know mm-hmm. being pulled apart from his parents type imagery here. Um, but as she starts crying, the birds in the area start acting real fucking weird, and then they start yep. kind of attacking. Um, not like maliciously, like we don't see any violence here. They just seem to be like buffeting. The, yeah, and it's yep. and it's obvious that the girl is is controlling this. And as they start freaking out. Uh, one of these dudes who, for some reason, is just pointing a loaded arrow around, <laughs> like yeah. let's slip a bow, and it goes directly into this chick's, uh, into the child's back. Does it also through, through the child into the mom? Okay, so I was about to say, so it does kill the mom too. So okay, cool. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's a very uh, he's he's an expert marksman with amazing draw strength. For a cop. It, it didn't look like a compound bow. I don't know if you've ever have you ever tried to fire a fire bow and arrow before? Yeah, it's really I've done, fucking I've done a, a hard. Spot of archery. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not easy, and it's much easier with a compound bow. This is not a compound bow. It looks like they look like they made the bows at home. It looks like Link the made the bow and then left it when he yeah. found a better one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first bow you get in Breath of the Wild. Like when you did you ever do that when you were a kid? Do you ever find like bent sticks and make oh, like yeah. bow and arrows? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it was that, that kind of thing, like a shoelace on a slightly bent stick. Yeah, these are police issue bows humans. and arrows, which I would actually very <laughs> no, much like no, to see. No, no, this is this is definitely somehow this uh, really shitty bow is enough to pierce two sternums. Um, but he shoots, shoots the daughter. Um, and even like, they're just like, get her to stop. And he's like, she can't control it. She's scared. Like he's trying to stay calm, but he can't. And that's super good. Kills them both. Like he runs over. He's very upset, uh, which, you know, and the police don't really know what to do again. They're not necessarily like to them. You know, this guy was like, you remember when he fucking floated a stadium over and threw it at the white house? Like <laughs> this guy is no good, right? Like, I don't think the police are being shitty here. Um, but he's just like, you know, okay, this is what, what happened. Like you killed my wife and daughter. You got to go. Yeah. Take very symbolically takes the necklace that his uh, daughter had, which had his, the picture of his parents who were taking the Holocaust and just throws it through everyone's throats. This is really, this is a cool 
display of, of Magneto's powers. Yeah. Like we we saw this yeah. in, in um, X two in the the prison breakaway scene where he takes just a small yeah. bit of metal and employs it to maximum efficient uh, effectiveness. Effectiveness. Yeah. Um. This this locket just flying through these angel, these uh, police officers' throats, and they all just it is so fast that they all drop it just about the same time. Is extremely yeah. good. It's it's very super good. good. And and for me, the only thing I don't like is that he falls. The camera does a crane shot, and he screams upwards to God. Is this what you want from me? Is this what I am? Um, and I just feel like that's a two on the nose. Yeah, you know, it's a. Other than that, I think it's a super good scene. Um, and does it like a decent job of breaking Magneto to make him be a shitbird? Yeah. Doing this, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I don't like him screaming at the end like that is because the way that he plays from here on in out is shell shocked. Yeah. Like when he's uh, actually doing the stuff, it's like, he just doesn't, he's just going through the motions. And ha- if he had just like stared kind of blankly, like, okay, I am now a killing machine. Like, this is what happens. Like I would be way more into it than all this passion. I'm also, you know? um, I'm also not, uh, like convinced that he would still like want to talk to God at this point. Like, it seems like, yeah, uh, it yeah. seems like he just wouldn't have that kind of, um, I mean, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe he's still keeping up his faith, uh, even with all of this stuff. Or maybe that's something he was trying to do in his, his rehabilitated life or whatever. So maybe I should back off from that. But it it does stick out as as kind of over the top and a little bit weird for me. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We go over to Egypt, yeah. where Apocalypse has found some cloaks, and he's just kind of wandering through the streets of Cairo. Uh, in case you're curious, there is a deleted scene about yeah. how he gets his outfit. Sure. <laughs> in case yeah. you really wanted to spend an extra five minutes on that. The, uh, um, the, the, the scene, the deleted scene has a thing where a guy is pissing, where Apocalypse has just laid the fuck out in this alleyway. And like the guy leans over and then a camel leans over that guy's shoulder, like a, yep. like a fucking three stooges routine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Thank you for yep. deleting this. I don't need fucking mode the, uh, the camel in this. <laughs> and immediately Apocalypse walks out wearing his robe and we're just supposed to be like, Oh, he's Samaritan executed that guy in a really horrific fashion okay a cute guy and his cute camel um instead that we just we just assume he can find our robe he's the most powerful mutant on earth he can get a robe yeah um sees storm who uses her wind powers to distract a, a shopkeeper so she can steal nice little shout out to her origin mm-hmm. um but she gets caught in this alley um an apocalypse shows up and these guys are gonna stab her it's like do you know what we do to thieves you know, and it's, uh, it's, you know, pretty scary. She's outnumbered and apocalypse again. Like I kind of, I don't hate this performance. Like he shows up, he's very confident and he does act like everything's kind of beneath him. You know, like he, uh, you just kind of holds his hand up and, uh, it looks like apocalypse's original power. At some point he got somebody who was like a geomancer, like somebody who controls sand and dust and dirt. I'm sorry. I can't, can you, can you find another way to phrase that? I'm not gonna be able to take you seriously. If you say geo dancer, Geomancer. Geomancer. Yeah, sorry. Oh, is, is, that, is, that, is that not a term? It's a it's a class in Final Fantasy Tactics, Jeremy. It's a, it's real. Oh wow, Gary, you made it better by yeah. associating it with Final Fantasy. Good job. You're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually it's actually cool now. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. my bad. <laughs> I feel like Geomancer was in something else. Is there a, is there a respectable game where you're a Geomancer? I, dude, I, wonder. I don't know. Oh, in in Divinity, you're a Geomancer. I don't know. The, I, didn't um, get, anyway. I set myself on fire and died in the first like tutorial section of Divinity Original <laughs> Sin. So I never got too far into it. The, uh, you were a pyromancer. Um, the uh, anywho, um, he he slits everyone's throat like using sand. Uh, and then this other guy. This is where I think that the uh, the CGI gets really like bad. Like he puts this guy into a wall. He like walls him up, which I like somebody being shoved into a wall. Absolutely. Love it, but it just looks shitty. It looks like somebody took a bunch of Play-Doh and like 
spread it on the side of the wall over this guy's face. Yeah, this doesn't look good, and it should look a lot better, and it should be a lot scarier. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a scary thing to have happen. You know, I don't, I don't want it to happen. I didn't but, uh, either, man. No, me. not at all. Yeah, don't wall us up if you're listening to this. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Go to um, iTunes. <laughs> go to the Days of Future yep. Cast page and type in "I don't yep. want to wall you, son." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and leave us a five star <laughs> <Yeah>. review. <laughs> yeah, tell us all the ways you don't want to wall us on your review. Um, go to patreon.com slash wall. Um, the, oh uh, God, no! It's all Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> How do we not know this? Oh, no. <clears throat> Oops. Um, so the uh, he this is him adopting Storm. It's also I don't know why he knows that Storm is going to be awesome at this point. Like all she did was cause some wind. And he's just like, yes, this is going to be the captain of my guard or whatever. But we just have to ignore it. So this is him recruiting Storm. Yeah. Uh, we switch back over to Alex and Charles. Yeah, and, and that's and that's fine. I, I'm okay with yeah. him just like, I guess he maybe has like a, a an Omega level temperature sensor. Like he, he got that mutant at one point. You know, like the the Omega level mutant like Angel. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the guy non-Omega with the, level mutants only have one wing. The guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One wicked angel. God, yeah. look at you. You gave it anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, we go back over to um, Alex and Charles. Uh, this would normally be a, a Hank role. I kind of like seeing uh, Alex McCoy like hanging out with Charles, though. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Alex isn't given a whole lot to do, I'm still still kind of here for it. I, uh, I still like the actor. Like he's real confident. Too. Yeah, yeah. Kind of jockey. Like mm-hmm. he's good. Um, Don't get they, used to him, folks. They uh they arrive in the CIA and uh, Xavier like kind of confesses to spying on on his ex girlfriend from twenty years ago whose memory he wiped with his super mutant computer brain mm-hmm. scanner device which is not creepy at all like look yeah we've all been the person to look at Facebook for an ex okay but this is a whole another fucking level of looking at Facebook for yeah. an ex ex's profile yeah you know, you don't get to you don't get to erase their brain no you, you know? don't get to do that no. um. And he he kind of freezes everybody so they can sneak inside her office and he shows up and she's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh my God, you have a son. Does it have a husband? Like he's so flustered because he's still in love with this chick after 20 years. And like, dude, this is 20 years bad. I don't. Why is she here? Like cut all of this Moira bullshit out and just like and just let's skip it. Let's just not let's just save 15 minutes. Like, like let's, let's yeah. be easy on my on my liver, not my liver, on my bladder. Yeah, this is this is not a short movie. You know, no. this, is, you know th- this could have this could have easily cut this stuff like Moira didn't need to discover Apocalypse like you just had Hank McCoy find the source of the thing, you know, through like he just had a reading. It just his computer did it. Yeah. Just have him be like, you know, I'm getting reports from, you know, local news things that suggest this. I've studied in one of my nerds books and you could cut the entirety of this character. It's the mentioning the sun makes me think they wanted to set up Proteus and Brian Singer said in interviews that he wanted to make that the next villain if he was going to do another movie. Um, so maybe that's why Moria had to come back as to set up for a Proteus movie that uh, never, we'll never monster will never get to make. Yeah. 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 I, um, I yeah. would be curious how they, Brian Singer would pull off a Proteus movie, to be honest with you. Like that's, that's curious almost like, anyone would. Yeah, like it's almost like trying to put Warlock in a movie, right? Like, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, of, right? The Warlock is the weird. Um, yeah, Warlock would be really tricky. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill Sinkevich, like, yeah. Um, so uh, they talk to her, and uh, she downloads them in what she's been researching on, which is the apocalypse. Um, is is maybe the first mutant ever, um, mm-hmm. and it's despite the belief that it just became a, a recent mutation in the last hundred years that he's been around for 
well before that and says that, hey, even the four horsemen, that, that story in the Bible could could have been based on him. And I'm like, okay, guys, come on. Let's let's yeah. dial this down a lot. I, he's, he's already a giant I, blue guy that has superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not bring kinda, the Bible into this. <laughs> I kind of like how that articulates where uh, he's like, oh, he probably got that from the Bible. And she's like, no, you know, probably not. Like he's older than that, which I think is kind of a, a cute, a cute line. But it's also just it's a lot of like Forrest Gumpening. Yes. You know, if, mm-hmm. if Apocalypse is the Forrest Gump of the Bible, like he's actually the, all these plagues and all this devastation and stuff, that's, that's a big, the big ask for Oscar Isaac, you know? Also, um, I, I guess I'm just now thinking about this. Going back to just removing Moira out of this movie completely, uh, Charles does a scan with Cerebro, finds his human, um, like not quite girlfriend, uh, and doesn't detect the, uh, like, eternal super mutant that's like 15 feet under the rock. <laughs> like, what also, are we doing? Doesn't it doesn't detect that she has a son? Also doesn't 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 prize so far as to see. I guess yeah. I guess in this case that he is better than Luke Skywalker because he doesn't send his force into her womb to find out what's been going on down there. So I guess I guess Charles Xavier for ranking just terrible people. Like he's he, Luke Skywalker yeah. is slightly ahead it of Charles. It Charles Xavier. Xavier and then slightly below Luke Skywalker. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then slightly before that, Donald Duck. Or below that. Um so anywho. Uh, th- this is them getting their exposition about Apocalypse. Super scary. We go back to Storm, where Storm has just brought Apocalypse back to her apartment, which I think is just a very funny situation. Extremely and funny this, to me. Yeah, this is one of those situations where I really do just feel like the actor is too short. Like him just walking <laughs> into this little living room and like looking at a TV and stuff. I'm like, who's scared of this guy? Right? Like, I don't know. Just and like uh, he's a guy, he's just a dude. Yeah, like he's yeah. a weird blue looking dude. But of course, like, yeah. and there's. You know, she has a, a poster of Mystique on the wall and like of in her full Mystique regalia and says like, yeah, this is my hero. Like, this is I want to be just like her. Uh, so it's not obviously like they don't they're not racist against blue people here. So that's that's a nice thing. Um, mm-hmm. Apocalypse sees the TV, uh, which is tuned to a uh, an episode of Star Trek that it plays on the themes of this about an alien um, or a God that comes back to like humanity and realizes like humanity has moved on and they don't need gods anymore. So he sucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does this TV. He does this trope that I, I fucking cannot stand Gary. I, I do not like people who touch a TV and then all of a sudden they and download all, all the, the information. Inform- yeah. It's <laughs> what, what mutant did he absorb that from? <laughs> what a shitty mutant that was. <laughs> it's like, well, someday in the future, I'll, this will be useful oh well i feel like there's um <laughs> isn't there a mutant that can touch a thing and then tell you where the thing has been like is that yeah t- uh telemetry or to yeah i think it's called telemetry i think that is a i think there is a mutant that can do that yeah be a really um, weird yeah. google search to touch a thing tell where it's been oh my god i'm on porn hub <laughs> somehow uh, <laughs> yeah. um how does it have so many subscribers uh yeah so he he downloads all of this stuff and learns that all of these uh like all of our superpowers, all of our country superpowers are building up these weapon things. And he is not super happy about learning this. Um, and he, he says the word superpowers in a really like funny and hilarious way. Superpowers. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, he says that like, this is what the world is like when you let the weak take over. And then he sees a clip of, uh, Magneto and is like, Oh, this dude is obviously oh, yeah. not weak. Um, yeah. And then, um, I actually, you know, despite him sounding kind of dumb, like they do a lot of interesting work on his, uh, like the effects on the his voice. voice. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think that sounds and, extremely cool. There's like interviews with Brian Singer. We talked about that where it's like, this is supposed to represent all the different lives he's True. taken. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an amalgamation just before anybody freaks out. Telemetry is just 
getting information remotely in general, uh, psychometry or psychometry is when you read an object. Ah, okay. So I just wanted to make sure there's some nerd at me, but, um, yeah, I think his, I think his voice sounds good too. And some of the speech, like the, 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 you know, when he says superpowers, it's a little goofy because I don't know that apocalypse should be able to be using irony, right? Like that's the whole idea is like, oh, these things are called superpowers. We call, you know, the United States and Russia and China, the superpowers, but I have actual mutant superpowers. Like he's being ironic. You know, like Kid Omega should do that, not Apocalypse. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even like. I don't even know if he's if I can go with you being ironic. Like, I feel like he just learned this word for the first time, and he's just using it. In the oh, he's just like loving it. it. Yeah, and he's just like mm, no more superpowers. superpowers. I will show them. And like, I don't know that he thinks of himself as having superpowers that way. Um, maybe yeah, maybe not. I, maybe it's it just feels like irony for the audience. And, and, maybe, and that, this, that's definitely it because yeah. it definitely feels ironic yeah. for for him to be saying no more superpowers when we just saw him put a dude in a wall and use yeah. like <laughs> sand to yeah. kill a guy. So, no. um, so he he's like, I can make you stronger, Storm. This is another power he has. He can Fabian Cortez people. He zaps uh, Storm and makes makes her hair turn white, uh, but makes her more powerful. And this does not brainwash people. Like that was my first thought too. Was like, oh, this just makes them into slaves or something, but it doesn't because they all eventually turn on him. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed that it did as well um, because you know they've they've so they've given Storm very little to do. Like she's obviously like a some sort of chick that's living on the streets and taking care of a bunch of other what are obviously like orphaned kids and this like thieving cult that they have started um mm-hmm. so i guess and she wants to be powerful like mystique because she wants to go out there and save the world that's going to be a running thing with all these young mutants uh but like almost immediately you can tell you're on the wrong team like you don't have to look down and realize you have skulls in your hat to realize you're on the bad when you're dealing <laughs> with apocalypse you know what i'm saying like yeah. you just like it's it's pretty fucking clear to, from the beginning yeah, um, he's he's not ambiguous like Magneto is. Like you yeah. can see Magneto having charisma and like converting you to his way of thinking. No one's getting converted to how Apocalypse thinks. Yeah, like who would want to do this? <laughs> like this yeah. is a bad plan overall. Uh, so we go back over to Mystique, um, who is hustling Nightcrawler into some sort of like mutant underground uh, run by Caliban. Is this the same Caliban that's in Logan? It seemed like it was the same actor. I don't. I don't. With the amount of makeup it, and things, I, I can't really tell. Certainly not the same actor, but could be the same character. Like okay. he's much more flamboyant, you know, at this point. But he's also had, you know, he's the movie version. So in Logan, like it's not like he's the you know the, they maybe base this on the real Caliban, who's not very flamboyant. Cool. You know, I, I was just curious. So, yeah. The um. But yeah, very, very similar uh, kind of thing. Um, and this is where we're introduced to Psylocke in the background. This is uh, Caliban's bodyguard. Yes. Um, and while uh, Mystique is, is dealing with Caliban and trying to get Nightcrawler out, like we see in the background him taking pictures for his fake ID. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of cute. Like he's just smiling huge for the camera yeah. and like really impressed with the pictures that he took. And it's just, it's just yeah. very, like I like to see Nightcrawler happy. You know what I'm saying? Like this, yeah. this was a good thing to have. Yeah, he's cute. Um, Caliban says, you know, is like, I'll give you a little bit of information about Magneto. Like Magneto has surfaced. Um, it's going to be on the news soon, but I'll give you a head start because I like you and you bring me money. And, uh, she's like, okay, uh, you know, Nightcrawler, instead of using this passport, we just got you to go to Xavier's or wherever you want. Um, let's scoot over to check out Magneto. So they, they head on out. Yeah. Uh, we go back over to the Xavier's mansion where Hank has made some new glasses for Scott. Uh, this scene seemed to be in a list of deleted scenes that I looked at, but it was just in my version. So I don't know. It's if a I'm... different scene. Okay. It's, the it the one that's scene. deleted okay. is when uh, he gives him a visor. 
Okay. Uh, and it's yeah. supposed to happen before they go to apocalypse. It's a pretty goofy scene um, where it only has one slit. And he's like, well, you know, I went for functionality instead of aesthetics. And they're like, well, I hope the kids don't start calling me Cyclops. And then they uh, both kind of Jim Halpert to the camera. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and also the beam version of his powers when it comes out of the thing, it's like an early rough cut. Yeah. And it yeah. looks so shitty. It, it looks, looks like really I drew it bad. in with a crayon. Yeah. yeah. It looks it looks um, like a it looks like a peak goo for some reason. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks like yeah, it looks like Ghostbusters 2 slime. Um, um but they're they're you know, he can actually see. Like and he, uh I, I love the fact that Hank is like, I just made these out of some ruby quartz yeah, that I had hanging out of my lab. Like, and I like, had laying around. He's like, I just had some ruby quartz laying around. He's just laying around. It's a freak <laughs> like, thing to fun. do. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. If you wanna um, if you wanna ask him why he has uh Ruby Quartz laying around his office, just go to curiouscat.me slash D O F C podcast and ask and ask Hank. McCoy, why he's got this? We have, yeah, we don't have to. We don't ask these questions. We can find out the answers. Uh, um, so yeah, the, one of the first things that he sees uh, is the sky with all this like red tint, um, which is a nod to the comics too. Uh, but then he looks over and sees Jean Grey, who is like you know looking like Jean Grey. So he's just instantly in love with her and just yep. marches over and it was like, hey, I'm a big old freak. And she's like, me too. Like let's freak out together. All right, cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're weirdos. We love each other. It's and the eighties. This is how we talk. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Hank goes back after giving the glasses, goes back into the, the school, but finds Mystique there. Um, and he's very flustered, of course, because again, the epic grab ass, if you recall that. Yeah, they don't deal There's with a really a, a lot of that in this movie, but like this is the, the only time that we see that, yes, that they have definitely banged in their blue forms. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a part where he talks about Cerebro. That's really silly. Um, it's very, there's a, this, I think this is very cute too. Nightcrawler is actually very cute in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm here for Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where she's like, you know, oh, you're not, you're not blue. And he's like, you're not either. And then Nightcrawler pops up and goes, I'm blue. I'm blue. Um, Hello. It's, it's very cute. Like, hey, blue brother. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I blew myself. Um, the, uh, yeah. Very cute. A, um, we go back over to Storm, um, who arrives with Apocalypse. Uh, this is going to be the start of what I feel like is Apocalypse's true power. And we're going to, mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the movie, we're going to see in just about every scene that his four horsemen get more and more complicated outfits as they go along. And I really, <laughs> I really like the idea of him absorbing like a mutant power that is just like creating. Like a mutant tailor. Cool. Yeah. He's like a mutant tailor. Just like, and they're like, oh, oh, I need some chrome on these wings. Hold on. Hold on. Apocalypse is not. <laughs> Apocalypse is not finished with your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> like Germocalypse is a. Uh... For spooky. I've got about um, six words in that voice, and my throat is yeah. like, "Please don't, please." You were thirty-eight years old, Jeremy. What are you doing? Don't do that anymore. <laughs> don't worry, throat. I'll give you some beer later. The um, yeah, he, he the outfits, especially since it's like, presumably he's just making them because they're not buying them from somewhere, and they have a real design to them, specifically Angel. Like, there's all this like filigree and piping and stuff, and I'm just like oh, yeah. imagining Apocalypse outfitting this guy in that outfit is very funny to me so i don't know this is this is extremely dumb there's a there's a there's a scene where you see him doing it like later in the movie yeah. like, there's a scene where he's like holding his hand above like angel's tit and is like okay i'm just gonna like put more chromium on this thing i need you You're to right. shine more my dude his, his, his control over over earth means he can like give all these people ceramic tits fucking hilarious dog i love this apocalypse is like just real into this like super techie aesthetic and like yeah we can't we can't we can't destroy the world if we ain't cute like that's just the way this shit works boy you know and and just like to be a real nitpick right like how cool it might have been kind of cool if he had like out like if it looked ancient and egyptian 
Yeah. You know, when, when he did this, like, you know, yes, that's not how it is in the comics, but it'd make a lot of sense for Apocalypse to have, you know, not that kind of fashion. Maybe he picked it up from his TV reading, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just like found a bunch of American gladiators and like, you saw the running man and things like that. So maybe so, man, maybe so. Uh, but they're there at Caliban's to find uh, strong mutants. And of course, Caliban yep. who thinks these people are just normal people or uh, normal mutants say like, Hey, if you don't have any money, you don't, we're not going to sell you anything. And then pulls a gun, which apocalypse immediately turns to dust. Um, and then mm-hmm. like starts ranting about false gods uh, this is the first time we get to see Psylocke do something. She pulls uh, her real sword and holds it at Storm's throats and then uh, throws out her like psionic blade and holds it at Apocalypse's. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, this effect just does nothing for me, Gary. Yeah, it does not look good. Um, it's cool that, you know, it's cool that she does it. But then Apocalypse is like, mm, pretty cool. I'd like to free you, um, you know, from those who would chain you and then gives the side eye to Caliban and Caliban looks really nervous. And I'm like, I never got the impression that she's a bodyguard. I never got the impression she was a slave or anything. Yeah, yeah. This just seemed you like know? a like a like a just an interaction, like a job for a Psylocke. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see any like weird possession things happening. So you're going to get a raise. You're going to get a worse outfit, and that's your raise. You know, like so she agrees. Like she's like, yeah, I'm going to quit Caliban. A Caliban doesn't get killed. You know, I was expecting him to get killed, but I was like, oh, that'd be weird because she he, in the comics he's a horseman. Um, but uh, Apocalypse just leaves. You know, yep. he's she's like i know where to find good mutants and they uh they take off and uh we go back over to nightcrawler and jubilee uh mm-hmm. who were like nightcrawler is just so enthusiastic about being here in america and um he's like just wants to know everything about american culture and scott is like well like let's go to the mall and nightcrawler's like what is a mall uh and then this sets up a very famous deleted scene which mm-hmm. i i Man, I like I, I like like on its own. Um, yeah. and I think I think we should talk about it because it like it, I think it's really good, and it's uh, it's a thing that I've been wanting from X Men movies uh, for a long time, which is like teenage X Men having a great time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Jay from uh, the Jay Miles explain the X-Men podcast. Um, he has a sketchbook where he uh, gets people to draw Cyclops having a good day. And that's what this is, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's these four teens going to the mall. They go to the arcade, they get slushies They're They go to the they record shop, they break dance. <laughs> they get a record. They get a dazzler record, which I love. Uh, absolutely. A cool nod. Yep. Um, yep. And it, it feels so good. I don't necessarily think that it should have been in the movie though. Well, and, uh, Jeremy, it's three and a half minutes long. Okay. And it starts with a minute long montage to the safety dance. Like it, it, it is really sloppy. I think this almost works better as like, this would have been a great trailer or something or like, just like a little like supplementary, like it works great as a deleted scene or just this little mini arc, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, it ends with a, with a clever joke. They cut this in later in the actual movie. We'll talk about it now is when they go to the mall, they go see a movie and they leave talking about Star Wars and they're like debating the first one versus the second one. And then Sophie Turner goes, well, we can all agree the third one's the worst, um, which is supposed we're, to be an ironic joke about the last stand, but ends up actually being a joke about the movie they're in that they yep. probably did not think was going to be the worst, but is the worst of those. <laughs> the but it is so, easily the worst out of yep. the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, congratulations. You played yourself. The um, but it is cute. And Sophie Turner's delivery on is really charming because it's pretty self-aware. Like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, I also like you get to see uh, Jubilee use her powers in the arcade. She like zaps uh, an arcade to get free. It's, it's the classic like X Men the animated series pilot thing, right? Yep. <laughs> we it. just don't we just don't get the uh, the guy coming over and yelling yelling about damaging his equipment or whatever. Um, yep. And of if, course, if there's if no Sentinels mall, breaking into the mall. So that's, that's mall a rat likes chili fries. Then Jubilee should be in a mall. 
I was on my SAT test last year. Yeah. <laughs> if, if then, um, so of course we, nothing, nothing is good forever because they, the, when they know strong mutants, Psylocke is taking, uh, them over to meet angel because he used to be the champion in this cage, which like, again, I don't feel like you really earned that. Like, nope. you know, he's, and he's in a church, like drinking and listening to Metallica and throwing bottles around and just generally being overly dramatic. Um, it's so uh, terrible. Like I, this kind of weird, like this almost feels like, like emo to me. Like this feels like, like a whiny brat, like just throwing bottles around and and yelling at people that he doesn't know. And, and like, he was like, obviously he was an okay fighter to win these, this match. But like, is this Psylocke, is this really what you're thinking about is the strongest mutant? Like the guy that could beat up other dudes in a cage. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, why not go recruit Hulk Hogan and turn him into a mutant? Like, that'd be dope. Yeah. Why don't recall, why don't you recruit Hulk? Regular, or just go and, to the regular Hulk. Like, yeah, you don't need to get Hulk Hogan. You just get the get get Hulk unflavored. You know, it's it's just like a guy with wings is just so lame for yeah. this. You know, like the original reason why Apocalypse did this was to like kind of fuck up X Factor. Like it wasn't just that he had wings; it was that you know he was their friend. And, and also, I like that that turn. I remember in the comic books reading that, and like he removed angel's wings and then like gave him these new metal wings which is obviously like a super fucked up thing to do to do and it caused angel to have like all of these issues when he got to be like just normal angel again instead of archangel um and here he just turns the wings metal and it still looks like it hurts but it also looks dumb as hell when it's happening like it's kind of visually cluttered (laughs) and then there's this like moment where angel with his new metal wings like flexes a little bit like i wish you could see the the motion that i'm doing with my thing because it's like like, "Eh." (laughs) and and it like sticks three (laughs) knives in the wall and then like he does it from the other side and three more knives go in the other wall and apocalypse looks like he has created the greatest thing apocalypse looks like um who was the guy that does heavy rain um david cage david apocalypse cage, looks like yeah. david cage having released detroit like i have i have yep. bestowed this gift I, upon you my child apocalypse <laughs> is crying looking at the metacritic score um yeah i uh this is this is this is very the uh magnetic magneto scene in in the last stand where he's like tell me what you can do and then the, the girl runs back and forth he goes mm, nice you know it's, it's very that like it's so dumb. It's, not, it's so dumb. Yeah. Um, and I bottom, was bottom as, of the barrel here from the comics. I like. I thought that Archangel stuff was the coolest shit in the nineties. Man, like, yeah, I love that stuff cool. so much. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really rad. And uh, this is just a huge disappointment. Uh, back over to the Xavier Mansion. Hank is showing Raven his new uh, Blackbird, uh, which looks mm-hmm. a lot like the ship that we have seen in like the future movies, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this causes them to have a conversation where he's, she's like, you're building a warplane. And he's like, yeah, like I, I still think the world needs the X-Men, but Charles is focused on these kids and not soldiers. And, uh, and a mystic is like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like you probably like, got half a chub right now. And you're trying to tell me about your whole mental <laughs> thing, but uh, I need to talk about Eric, please. Yeah. I'm here for Eric. And he's like, <laughs> you know, of course, you know, uh, yeah. And we, of course we swap over to Eric and this, uh, this is actually a really weird scene in this movie. Because I am, I'm kind of here for some righteous vengeance. You know, I, I've talked about that before. I am not above righteous vengeance. I like righteous vengeance. And he walks into the factory and he's like, "Hey, some of you talk to the police about something you think you saw. I need you to tell me who did." Um, and they're just like, "Eric," uh, uh, and he's like, "You all have people you love. They're going to know what it's like to feel when you're gone." Like he's just full on supervillain, and I kind of love it. You know? Yeah, and this is like, good. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. They're like, "Hendrick, we we've done the you know." 
we were friends with you um, earlier when he was talking about the cop. He's like, I've been to your house. Like I've had dinner at your house, you know, like he's, they're trying to evoke those connections. And the same way it didn't work for Magneto before it's not working now. So he's like, I'm not Henrik. I'm Magneto. He's about to do some cool Magneto shit, but then apocalypse teleports in. And this has this weird comedy beat to it. Like this is supposed to be funny. I feel like, do you, do you get that? Where like, Oh yeah. A, you know, a pot, he's like, who the fuck are you? And he, you know, don't try to stop me. He's like, stop me. And he just uses his power to melt everybody into the floor in one instant. Like it happens really quick. It's kind of like comedy timing. Everyone's dressed like a fucking idiot. Well, like, the, I don't the who the fuck know, are man. you like is a specific callback to Days of Future Past where, you know, Wolverine yes. dropped the, the F bomb or or not yep. uh, or first class. I mean, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely like a like a what the fuck moment. But like the only the thing that I was thinking about during this is like, number one, who's got the purple portal power like who's who's is that apocalypse can he just go anywhere now like that's really fucking weird yep. what did he absorb blink and then yeah like Congrats. in between the last time we saw this crew together everybody got super dumb outfits like there's definitely a break where they went to a different mall and ordered different i'm sorry do you have do you have this belt in an extra large a or is a large a all you've got it's the lowercase like, a all you got. like i'm gonna uh, this is almost here you almost got it um <laughs> but yeah and this also feels like i feel like magneto would be more upset at this like i feel like magneto and his and his righteous vengeance thing would be mm-hmm. uh upset that this was taken away from him yeah like, don't not, like, rob me of the vengeance he, yeah, didn't, the, he wasn't just trying to kill them like ex- justly exactly. and painlessly yeah like he, you know <laughs> the goal of it wasn't that they are dead the goal of it was that i killed them like that's the whole yes. thing that i'm doing here um yeah. and Fuck, man and they go to Auschwitz uh, for some yeah. for some time with Magneto. Uh, Psylocke at this moment is looking so incredibly stupid, and like the costume is very authentic to the books, but it just looks so out of place and dumb in Auschwitz. <laughs> like, like it's just like yeah. I, there's there's something inherently disrespectful about putting Psylocke in Auschwitz. Yes, and I don't I, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> like why are why why bring the crew to see this? This is really strange. Um, Angel is looking like at his most Billy Idol though, right? Like this is a a really weird yeah. look that he's going for. I kind of hate all of this to be honest with you. Yeah, this this is dumb. I I don't yeah I don't need this. Uh, you know, and he's so here is where uh apocalypse is charging to get his like world ending event you know his statue of liberty that shoots out a big mutant beam you know so he's he's saying to magneto he's like you know he's like you should have brought me here but he's like no you were born here like you don't get to be scared of this um you know you need an upgrade zaps him with his powers and says like reach down to the earth find the metal which he does and he's you know he's saying this flashback so it's trying to do like character work here where he's buying apocalypse's story but Apocalypse's story is bullshit. You know, he's like, I want to build a better world, you know? And it's like, ah, yeah, I don't know. We're in Auschwitz. This seems disrespectful even to me. Um, and while this is happening, we don't even get completion on it. We don't even get to watch Magneto change his mind. We switch over to Quicksilver watching him. Like this movie is trying to do too many things. It's, it's a lot. Like, I, yeah. I like Quicksilver in this movie. I think his arc in this is really great, but it's like Magneto's are arguably the main character of these movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just having his uh, whole character turn just get short shrift sucks. Yes, agreed. So. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Quicksilver's watching. Yep, he's uh, he's contemplating calling Charles, um, and his mom 
comes in and is like, you know, he pretends to be playing uh, Piss Mac Man, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> aka Dick Duke Duke Jr. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but she she kind of sees through it. It's like, yeah, you were really watching this thing about your father, and if you chase after him, it's not going to end well. Uh, look what happened to us. And I'm like, well, I mean, you still have a pretty. I mean, like a, 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 cool a weird mutant thieving son, but like he still seems yeah. okay. Like he hasn't, he's not a member of Apocalypse's crew yet. So obviously yeah. he's doing something good. <laughs> Could be way worse. Man, if, if you're Apocalypse and you saw Quicksilver, wouldn't you be like, get the fuck out of here, Angel? I want that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I just got an upgrade, you know? Um, here's the, here's the thing too. And I'm sh- I feel like we probably talked about this when we, uh, did the first movie that has Quicksilver in it. Mm hmm. The um the internet calls Quicksilver's mom Polaris. Did you know that? I did not. No, that's really weird. I don't know if it's in the credits. I, I should I should look that up. But I was like, if this is supposed to be Polaris, that's pretty fucked. For him just to throw away Polaris on Quicksilver's mom, you know, yeah, this like kind of non character. That's really strange. I wouldn't. Yeah. But I mean, I looked in the credits earlier for uh, Caliban, and he's not even listed as Caliban in the in the full cast listing. So, <laughs> really, I, I mean, I looked at it, and I, I I did not see it in the full cast list, unless I'm spelling Caliban wrong, which I guess could that, be that, I, that that could be. I'm pretty oh, sure. I totally, is, I totally uh, am. Yeah, that's it's one L, not two. Yeah. Um, um, no, Miss Maximoff is is how she's credited in the. Okay, well that's that's better. I guess it's just the internet uh, jumping to conclusions or something. So, uh, how would this fit into the gifted? Um, yeah, let me. So, do, you, do you want to know? <laughs> no. I can tell you. <laughs> so someday I'll find out. We'll, we'll be very old men doing this show for four ninety nine per month just to to get our our like nails so we can attach them to six to hunt rats in the sewer. Gary, if I'm um, if I'm sixty years old and you pitch me the fucking gifted as a season of Days of Future Cast, I'm going to punch <laughs> you out. I'm going to like take. It's going to be an episode. It's going to be like a retake of Grumpy Old Men of me and you just arguing about the shitty X Men stuff we had. Do do we still have to do this, Gary? God damn it! <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. The uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I think that would be fun um so, so xavier and alex show back up at the school um yep they've brought moira along for reasons unknown um we just yep. get a bunch of her like wow this looks really familiar and and xavier like everyone elbowing <laughs> alex's ribs and like ah oh, mind wiped her <laughs> she doesn't remember that we <laughs> fucked <laughs> wiped her bro that's <laughs> a wiped her bro looks uh gross um yeah. uh this is the yeah, scene that Xavier she, brings her in. Yeah, he brings yeah, her in. Yeah. Um, they see Raven, who of course like immediately recognizes her, and Xavier is like, "Hold up, hold on, hold on. Let me have some alone time with with, with, with Mystique." And then like explains I have some lies I need to cover up, and uh, explains yeah. it to to Mystique, who I thought would actually have a huge problem with it. Like I know we were nobody already cares. at two and a half hours, but like nobody gives a fuck. And I really thought Mystique was going to be the one to be like, "That's a real shitty thing to do to Moira." I like that chick. She was nice to yep. me when I was a kid twenty years ago, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also we haven't aged so <laughs> yeah, seriously it's a, a weird uh, thing that, that that's happened here um and he's like no you know if it, uh he kind of denies uh you know he's like well anyway welcome home <laughs> and she's like well it's not home it's like no it, you know it is i want to make this place more than a school like a place where you know humans and mutants can both we can have uh, both people there and i, I had a, a thought experiment when i was watching this because as a kid you know you often you think about or at least i did i thought about like oh i what would it be like to go to xavier's you know, be a mutant and stuff. 
What would it be like to be a human and go to Xavier's? Oh, do you think that would be fun or do you think that would be miserable? I'm fucking miserable, dog. Like I would yeah, just be jealous the entire time. Like that's all, absolutely. It would, all it would be. I would not – like it would It would literally – like I went to a private school where everybody was like richer and prettier than I was. And like it didn't mm-hmm. do – I didn't do well at that school. Like I got suspended several times. Like I, it was mm. it was not a good situation. I can only imagine like this would cause all of the bad J uh, stuff to come out of me. Like I would just be <laughs> – like I would look at Cyclops like hanging out with Jean Grey and fucking – uh, Wolverine and be like, my life is worth a piece of shit. Like I have got. Yeah, to I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go kill myself. And they keep saving me because they're fucking superheroes, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop reading my mind and let me suicide in peace. Like. <laughs> suicide at peace is a real harsh thing Xavier stop uh, but Jesus Christ like it would turn you know what it would turn me into the U-Man is what it would do like that's, oh yeah it would absolutely yeah. turn me into a U-Man and be yeah. like oh yeah I'm gonna go steal Cyclops' eyes so I can have like a tenth of his power <laughs> stick with my own the only thing I was thinking it's funny to bring up the U-Man because I was also thinking of that run because I was thinking the only way that I'd be okay being at the school is if I was, I was in the special class because then it's like I wouldn't necessarily be you know uh, jealous of like Glob Herman I don't need to be a big wax skeleton, you know. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean the special class? Like, are you talking like the like it's the a, it's r- in, like the delinquent kids from the? No, no, it's a, it's in um it's in the Grant Morrison run. It's yeah. um it's the uh the class. That's what they're called. It's like the one that Zorn teaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to be in that class because they're all like gross. You don't need to be like either made of like a living fart or be made of a big glob of wax or anything like that. Like, I wouldn't want to, if I was in that class. I wouldn't necessarily be jealous because, you know. I don't want I don't want those those powers that are grody. I don't know, man. Like they still have some dope ass powers. <laughs> some of them do. Yeah. Basilisk is cool. Even though he's ugly, but he does get to stun people. And he gets to go on a date with that floating brain. No, he goes on a date with no girl. He goes on a date with the invisible girl who is yep. a projection of the floating brain. So mm-hmm. Yahtzee. Um anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, uh, so they, they continue to talk. Uh she tells them he tells Mystique tells him, like, just because there's a there's not a war, it doesn't mean that there's uh, a peace. Because mm-hmm. she, you know, she's been out in the world, like, doing you know, saving nightcrawlers apparently, and like doing all of this stuff while he's been like teaching all of these kids. Um, and she wants him to train his kids to fight, so that you know, like, there's there's because there's going to be problems. And she says, and he, Xavier responds with, you know, you sound just like Magneto. And she, she's like, mm-hmm. well, that's a funny thing because guess why I'm here? Yeah, not not to actually. see you or my slam piece. I am here only to yeah. see Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> later brother later slam piece <laughs> slam piece um so he's like okay well let's go to cerebro and he wants to you know check in on magneto too it's our friends um one of the dumbest lines of the movie where like you know uh mystique is like hmm you know i like the color or whatever and he's like yeah i based it on or hangs like i based the color on mm, and kind of says that so it's like oh you you as a tribute to your slam piece you you made cerebro the same color <laughs> Well, I mean, that's he made a, it. He made it the same color as his balls when she left. Like, I think that's yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just him holding it or bringing it, like going up to a paint shop and then sidling his ball up onto the counter for a color match. Yeah, like <laughs> you blue balled me so bad, I made a giant telepathic machine. <laughs> Um, uh, this is why so, the doctors just advise you to give me a hand job. This is what my doctor yeah. said in the 1985. <laughs> yep, to see they bring um, um, they bring Moira in here for some reason and like showing this thing off. And I'm like, why is she here? And bring your human to work day shit. Um, don't do not. So like. they enter like Apocalypse is giving Angel his new clothes. That's what that's what's happening when uh, Xavier is searching on the world and makes contact with Magneto. Um, Magneto can feel it because they've talked a lot. 
And Xavier is like feeling his pain. He's like, you know, I'm so sorry that they took this from you. I can feel your pain. Please come back. And Eric's like, no, you know, I tried peace, uh, but it always ends the same way. Um, they've taken everything from me. I'm going to take everything from them. But Apocalypse is like, uh oh, what's happening? <laughs> That's a good note, Jeremy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> he's, he's done hitting random on the slider for, for Angel's outfit. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a ridiculous. Like, you have this basically immortal mutant, all powerful, and like he's spending time literally like making Yeezys for fucking Angel. Like, I don't fucking get it. I don't like why. I know you're. I know you want your posse to look as fresh as you do, right? Like, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. thing but like goddamn apocalypse like come on <laughs> yeah yeah boy anywho yeah um apocalypse can tell something's going on you know um and uh so he he walks over and this is this is bad news as well um walks over and uh kind of jacks into xavier yep like he you know he's exceedingly what what powers does he not have um and then hijacks Cerebro from Xavier. Like, so he can control Xavier remotely. Like, I'm a little bit like, if Apocalypse has this power, does he need Xavier? Yeah. What is he even doing? What is he, what exactly is he doing? Like, he's using this thread and, and like, if he can take control over a mutant, like that should be, let's game set and match motherfucker. Like if you've got this, like why, why is there an other half of this? Why anything? Why do you, why did you make angel an outfit? (laughs) If you can also do this, (laughs) when you could just make him walk into a wall repeatedly, laugh at him, (laughs) (laughs) let him suicide in peace. Um, so he, he uses he's hijacks and this is like such a big deal and not necessarily treated as such like um the uh so he uses cerebro to take control over everyone in the world for a moment and has everyone who has nuclear bombs fire them up into the sky and nuclear dearms the entire world yep okay like i get the 80s is supposed to be like real cold war backdrop but that has not had anything to do with the story so far yeah, like uh, Days of Future Past, like really integrated that a lot better. Yes. Here, it's like you know we just have to remember, like, oh yeah, there was a Cold War. Um, here, and it's it's like he's as he's doing this, he's got like this this, and I might cut some of this in because um, I think Oscar Isaac delivers this well, especially with the apocalypse effect voice going on. But um, mm-hmm. it starts out with like no more stones, no more spears, no more slings, no more swords, and then he kind of keeps going for a while, and eventually he gets into no more systems and i'm like all right okay systems. <laughs> all right <laughs> put I, down uh, the guy falk mask motherfucker like I, let's just <laughs> dial this down <laughs> i i'm sure i've mentioned this to you but not too far from my house there's like a big rotating like um sign that was clearly made in the 80s for this uh this little business cart park and it's called data systems plaza and i've always thought like i love that name it is so bland it's that's good like, yeah yeah as a place ah welcome to data systems plaza <laughs> so i don't know um so we get all the the missiles fired at once everyone's freaking out people are yeah. out going outside it becomes the beginning of fallout 4 actually where everyone walks outside and stares at the bombs going upstairs one of which is stanley um do you get a do you get like a weird emotional thing when you see stanley nowadays like i don't I, didn't, a, I did not yeah. expect that to be like the dude that after he passed like every time i see him i'm like Ugh. But it, it every fucking time yeah. ever since then it's been it's been bad. It's a bummer. I know, I know that the uh, there was a big tribute to him in the beginning of Miss um, Marvel, but I missed like the first like you know the opening credits of Miss Marvel. 
Oh, so it's bombers. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. um, so, I mean, it's just like that whole, you know, they've been doing that Marvel intro and they cut in, um, like Captain America and Hulk doing like the live action stuff, which I feel like looks mm-hmm. pretty bad. Um, it's just a, a series of all of his cameos from the movies. Oh, that's cute. It was, and it was, yeah, I mean, like, that, that was the time that like got me. I was, they started with that and I was like, oh fuck. Like that, I've already yeah. had an edible. Like I'm very emotional, emotionally bare right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I wasn't going to go into Miss Marvel straight. Like it was, you know. is Jeremy crying at a trailer? He must be high. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so so they try to rip off uh the cerebro helmet and they can't yeah so uh b starts smashing cerebro but it won't shut down Uh, apocalypse continues his speech and xavier uh tells alec he says like destroy cerebro and alex is like all right and he goes wreak havoc and then they all make the jim halpert face at the camera um and uh havoc uh destroys cerebro starts blasting something that bothers me in this is he blasts the thing out of his chest which i like and then he starts blasting out of his arms as well yeah i'm, like, I'm, a, che- I'm, a, I'm chest shot. only havoc dude i mean that's, yeah that's, no, that's no where spread I shot yeah no, no, no fucking options no spread shot no, no not at all um, not at all um i also that we didn't talk about this but when apocalypse starts taking over cerebro it's it goes from blue to like the weird apocalypse purple that's in this movie and i, yeah. I, I feel like that's a yeah. weird a weird moment like what is he doing here like what energy is this yeah um what is his powers eventually um, they they managed to pull charles out of the room and then uh but apocalypse wasting no time teleports into the hallway with him yep. and, and he has finished upgrading all of their outfits magneto looks especially really really dumb but like does not even oh, hold yeah. a candle to psylocke and angel still so yep and uh magneto just grabs uh xavier in his chair and just goes what? so good <laughs> so hilarious so. i can't believe his chair yeah. is still made out of metal like your your, yeah. your mortal enemy best friend and soon-to-be lover is is a magnet guy why why are yeah. you fucking around with the metal wood, wood chair so i don't know um so it takes him there um havoc runs up to uh try to destroy him and this is such like was this this is i think this is dumb like was this apocalypse's plan because havoc shoots at the portal the portal closes and his shot goes through it misses because the portal's closed and goes into the reactor. Uh, yes. So the, you know, the, the stool has a reactor that now the school is being blown up. I like that um, the, um, on one end of this hallway is Cerebro and the other end of the hallway yep, is, the, is the reactor. <laughs> yeah. yeah the black, you know, the, the reactor. Um, so I, I just, I think that's dumb. And I also think like, so if Apocalypse planned it, it's, it's dumb because how would he know if he didn't plan it? It's dumb because it's just a shitty coincidence. Like yeah. if the, you know the the portal had just been somewhere else, the school wouldn't get blown up. You know, it's a dumb way for the school to get blown up. I wish and and uh, Apocalypse has no interest in blowing up the school. Like this is where mutants go, and he wants the strongest to rise up. He doesn't want to just summarily execute them in their sleep. I'm really you know? very much surprised Apocalypse didn't spend like just a little little bit of time at the X Mansion, like that is currently filled with mutants that are better yeah. than Angel. Every yeah. single mutant here is better than Angel. You like, can upgrade. Get you a Jubilee. Get you like, a Jubilee you, dog. She can, she yeah, can do fireworks can, now. She could do a fucking Fourth of yeah. July parade after you're done with yeah. her. I don't know. Play as much mixed Pac Man as you want. <laughs> much piss Pac Man. Piss Pac Man. So as this again, just in Quincent's town. So it's a huge coincidence the mansion blows up, and then a huge coincidence that this is just happens to be when Quicksilver uh, shows up, and we get our our Quicksilver sequence for the movie, and the uh, the first in uh, the last Quicksilver sequence. Um, I think is just kind of like fits that tone really well mm-hmm. here. It's like, it's a, this is a comedy sequence, but things are supposed to be pretty real, right? 
like he just nuclear disarmed the world and just had his whole like you can fire arrows from the Tower of Babel, but you'll never strike God. Like he's he's doing the big villain speech, and now we're in kind of a comedy sequence that's a special effects Quicksilver thing. You know, it, like it's not a bad sequence. I just think that it's placed really dumbly. I do too, and oh. and presumably like they would also because right after the Quicksilver thing happens, like our our teens are going to come back from the mall, and like I feel like mm-hmm. like the Quicksilver sequence and the mall sequence being back to back would have been a, a real big bad problem as well so i don't yeah yeah like i don't and and this i don't actually really like this quicksilver sequence that much like i like i had issues with the with the other one like i don't like the way that the physics works during all of this stuff like it feels a little clunky to me and i think i talked about that in days of future past but um here it's it's a much bigger spectacle and he's literally like throwing people outside and it just yeah. it just doesn't work for me quite they look like paper dolls when he throws them in the air yeah, and it like, looks like cardboard standees, and he's he's doing all of these dumb like joke stuff where yep. you know like the guy that's going in for the kiss, and he's like eh, and he's you know putting a piece of pizza in the dog's mouth and yep. all this other stuff, and I'm just like I, 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 yeah. I, I don't e- I don't even think it's very cool, Gary. Like I like Quicksilver, um, I I don't like this scene at all. Like I don't I don't know. Like it feels it feels very much like oh shit that thing that we did in the last movie we very much have to do it again like we gotta do it again yeah I th- I, th- I agree I I think that I just like this application of his powers where it's like you know if you move fast enough you're essentially stopping time I think that looks cool and I think that's a it's a, a fun thing to think about you know in the last one it made a lot more sense and was a lot better here it's like I think that they were just like oh um they uh people loved that sequence so let's do it again but more so you know is what it feels like um yeah this is this is the slop like this is super sloppy it, and it feels the mansion getting blown yeah. up at all and him him being the the nice series of coincidences him being the one that saves it sloppy 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 um after he's done um the the teens show up uh from the mall um so that's why they didn't get blown up or or rescued as it were but the mansion is in rubble and that is where we're going to leave it because it's already we've, we've almost been going for two hours and we're only halfway through the two and a half hour movie because <laughs> we yep, exactly because we because we old. have to keep talking about piss mac man which i'm sure yeah, we will Mac-Man definitely remember in like two weeks when we and <laughs> yep so say so say here this is the eulogy for piss mac man um so make sure you uh you get your piss mac man thoughts oh. um so thank you everyone for listening uh if you like the show what can they do jeremy patreon.com slash duckfeed tv is the easiest and most direct way to support the show um doing that gets you episodes early you can get access to the slack channel you can get all sorts of cool little benefits um if you can't do that and we understand that uh, maybe leave us an itunes review it's actually been a while since we had an itunes review and those things for whatever weird apple tim cook bullshit reasons actually like really (laughs) contribute to the popularity of a podcast so that would be awesome if you could do that um yep we <clears throat> mentioned it during the show, but if you have questions for Beast or Gambit and you'd like to like to ask them some questions, um, you can go to it's curiouscat.me, right? I'm still saying that right? Yep. Slash DOFC podcast. And I believe that has a link to the YouTube channel that you can go and, and, and get all, all your questions answered. Uh, Beast has been MIA. He's going through some health issues right now. Uh, so <laughs> expect to see him back on the channel pretty soon, though. He'll be he'll be back very, very shortly. Um, yep. if you want to talk to us or, or write feedback in about our Hulk episodes or this movie, the place to do so is days of slash contact or, uh, Gary, you have an email address set up for that too, right? 
Um, you you can just email me. You can okay. just email Gary at uh, Duckfeed TV or email. tweet me. Gary at yeah. Gary dot Gary. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, the uh, and you can also uh, hit me up on Twitter at Gary Bud G A R Y B U H, and uh, you can hit up Jeremy at J G Greer. Yep. Um, here's a here's a Twitter pro tip for everyone. Uh, say what something if you do hit me up on that with feedback. Say what it's regarding because we record these in advance, yes. and then sometimes somebody will just send me a sentence and I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and it'll be yes. something I recorded months ago. So just be like in this episode or like in relation to, and that yes. will help. Yeah. Give us a, give us a, give us some context because it's uh, Gary records a lot of podcasts. I record a lot of podcasts and we, there's a significant amount of time between um, podcasts being recorded and when they come out and it's, it's sometimes just, I just don't have the memory capacity for it. I do want to say yeah. a special thank you to everybody that's come out in support of me and the, uh, and the great land bridge debate of 2019. <laughs> and I haven't seen a single Gary supporter yet. I don't know if I've just have you mm. all blocked or muted, but Man, I'm feeling I, very good about my decisions in the last episode of Days of Future Cast. So thank you to all, everybody. And with that, good night. We don't need to hear Gary's thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs>